Hello, everybody. Uh, you're listening to our new podcast, Embers of Autumn. It is a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Uh, it's our next campaign after Beneath the Tide with the same player group, uh, and it streams every Wednesday at 9:30 p.m. Eastern Time on the Mimics and Monstrosities Twitch channel. You can find that Twitch channel at twitchtv mimics letter n monstrosities. That's twitchtv mimics n monstrosities. So come check us out. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're live. Some announcements before we begin. No streams next week. We'll be back August 11th. There you go. We have a Tiltify, specifically Charity of Choice, Color of Change. You can donate to it. Look through all of our VODs and everything. You can find the link to do so. It's in chat as well. Donate to a great cause. And speaking of great causes... No one play Blizzard games right now. Um, yeah. Also, Patreon, our $3 tier or more, gets you some supplemental content to your D&D campaigns if you're into that stuff. Augusts will be something weird, I think. Don't know. I don't know, Dustin. I don't know if that's in your wheelhouse. Do something weird. Probably not. I don't know if... That might be difficult for you. I think so. <laughs> D and D dating sim. Well, I, like I know what August is going to be. <laughs> there are hot teens in your area. Legitimately thought about that. Oh man. Uh, speaking of hot tieflings in your area, last we left off. That's right. <laughs> last we left off, the party fought a vampiric mind flare in a bog, killed it. Saw that it had a brand on its forehead of a brain adorned in a crown of illithid skulls. That's pretty fun. The party decided to venture down this weird stone platform that had stairs where this creature had come out of and found themselves in a weird sort of underground hive colony uh, filled with fleshy sphincter doors, fleshy walls, weird creatures, thralls, and decks is basically leading the group through this definite mind flayer colony. Yeah, fucking great. We're just having a good time. Fantastic time. Um, I'm gonna die. Fought some, killed some mind flayers, killed some thralls. Found some weird shit. Uh, basically, that's it. Killed stuff, wandered through sphincter doors. Dax was tempted to, by some psychic connection that they now have while down here from a weird door uh, to jump into a pool full of tadpoles. But unfortunately, unfortunately, no one got infected with seromorphosis, so that sucks. Um, and the party, again, proceeded some more through this place. Dax needing to find answers and clues. And the party eventually found themselves in a pretty cool place, I have to admit. Um, a sort of massive open cavern that appeared like a silver gray sky, but with beautiful colors drifting through it like curtains. Large pieces of rock and other debris were floating through this space, some of these rocks the size of large boulders. But the most curious thing about this weird little sky was suspended in the center of it was a large sort of sailing ship that resembled a large conch shell 
with tentacles and all that sort of fun stuff. And there was no ground in this area. And anyone who's in this area starts to float because there is no gravity. And all movement is done with their mind. So before we get started, y'all might want to write this down somewhere or I'll post it in the group chat. I'll post Please it in the group chat. I'll post it in the group chat. Outside of combat, Ven's movement speed, to move here, you get a sense it's pure thought based. Ven's movement speed here is 57 feet, rounded down, it'll be rounded down to 55 in combat. Because we use grids now. Uh, Dax and Kenna, 39 feet. Because you're at 39, we'll round that up to 40 in combat. Uh, coin, you're at 30 feet. So no real change for you. Uh, Druck, 24 feet, rounded up to 25. Okay. <laughs> and I will post that in the group chat. There you go. So Ven is the speed demon here today. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yes, you all enter this space, and as soon as you kind of get into this tunnel, you look back. And that tunnel you walked through is no longer there, first off. And you're all just floating in space. And Ven, you're the first one to kind of get how this place works. And Ven, if you could just... How... Yeah, you went to the Academy. If you could give me an Arcana or a History check, you're choosing. All right. Let me... Arcana or History, they're both the same number, so let's go with Arcana. All righty. 19. 19. Oof. Spicy. Alrighty. You've studied magic, and at the Academy they go over all forms of magic, including the multiverse and the planes of existence. All sorts of stuff. The fun stuff. Mm -hmm. This is strange. It looks, feels... My... Yeah, what? Mm -hmm. In my professional opinion, this is weird. This is weird. Uh... <laughs> This doesn't seem like the astral plane, more like a pocket of it, mm. or a slice. Uh, because this is because of that, the DC you got on that, the high DC you got on that. <laughs> um, yes, Hi. movement here is done specifically uh, by thought. So you don't move your muscles and move. You have to think about moving. Uh, mm. The other fun stuff that Ven will now know about the Astral Sea is because of the, again, because of your, what you got. Um, time passes here, but it's really weird. Uh, 1,000 real years in the Astral Sea equals to one subjective day in the material plane. Also, creatures do not age in the Astral Sea. So, people might come here to spend a thousand years or, or more to study and do things, but then oh. only one day passes outside. And also, while you're here, you have no hunger sensations or drink sensations. You do not feel the need to sustain yourselves. And the plane is infinite, but because this is a pocket, it probably isn't. And yes, mm. no gravity. But yes, 1,000 years in here is one day outside. Some sort of hyperbolic time chamber. Yeah. 
Frieza. Vegeta. Um, <laughs> oh, look, there's Goku and Gohan over there. Just oh, there, there they are. <laughs> oh, they're just chilling. Just training. Just, just training. training. With their... Oh, look at that nice father-son bonding. You gotta crank up the gravity, though. If they blow yeah. the shit Was out Goku of Was Goku a terrible father? <laughs> hmm. Um, hmm. Don't make don't make me think about fantasy characters. Um, <laughs> but yes, uh, Ven, that's what you ascertain. Travel right. here is purely thought-based. Uh, the more intelligent you are, the better you fare in here, essentially. Okay. Uh, there are things... You don't see any creatures here, and because this is an astral pocket, the deadly creatures you've probably read about, like astral dreadnoughts, definitely not in here. Oh. Um, but there would be something known as... Um, psychic winds which can kind of just blow you off course and have some fun mental effects on people but what I've said is what Ven would know about the astral plane okay so yeah immediately as we so we all basically so it was basically like we were walking down the hallway and all of a sudden each of us went yeah and just now you're floating and the tunnel you were in is no longer there alright Ven will just write himself like Use the use the the ship as like a sense of up and down and left and right, and then like right himself facing that, and then turn to everyone. Oh, well, everyone, we seem to have found ourselves in a pocket of the astral plane. Don't panic. What does, <laughs> what does that mean? As he's like cartwheeling. No, the cool thing about this is you don't float away; you just remain stationary, floating. Yeah, it's oh, rotating. Yeah, hence why the ship in the middle is just kind of like <laughs> rotating on its axis. The two, the two uh, at the lowest speed are the, the, mo- the most panic-driven, <laughs> like but slow turning, like a mm-hmm. rotisserie chicken, <laughs> like just just like the ship. Yeah. <laughs> Van just glides over around as we can keep keep facing the two of you while you're while you're rotating. No, don't worry. Movement is achieved by thought here. So if you just think something, think a movement you want to make, just think it and it'll happen. I want to go. We should leave, yes. We should go back. And you start <laughs> moving, moving at like... Backwards. At 20, yeah, about 24 feet every six seconds. You just start going backwards and backwards and backwards and backwards and not stopping. Drop just starts getting further and further away. Or... Catch up to him rare, very easily. Stop. And then drug stops. Right, right, right. There, you, there you go, yes. Uh, so uh, you may notice if you just here, and I'll just like take his shoulders and kind of help rotate him around so he's facing the where we came from. As you can probably see, the doorway is gone. I don't know where it went. Yeah, where the door was is just open space. Open void. So we should have left then. I think so. That's not how Kenda talks. Perhaps it was a bad idea to come into this room. However, we're sort of stuck here. Uh, all right. What do we do? Well, as far as I can tell, the only point of reference we have is that ship over there. So perhaps we should go and uh, take a look at that. Uh, D- Dax, how are you handling? How are you? Are you moving all right? Are you? Are you managing? Next to Ven, Dax and Ken are doing the best at kind of manipulating the movement in this environment. I've levitated before, but this is something 
different. Oh, Thranazar warned me about going if things were weird. And Dax just looks towards the tunnel that's no longer there. Yeah, just open void space of this he's, silver gray sky. He's gonna have a field day with this later. That reminds now, me. Uh, oh no, never mind. It's the same day. We should be absolutely safe, perfectly safe here. There, uh, this is only a pocket of the astral planes, so we shouldn't need to worry about uh, astral dreadnoughts or any of the other sort of nasty things that live there. Also, if any of you long rest in here and you're tracking the days, don't bother. A thousand mm. years in here is one day outside. Quiet. Are you all right? Are yes, I think this? I am getting the hang of it. Very much like Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. Just <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Oh, I am in the fart cylinder. <laughs> or I guess that's the Family Guy joke. The burp cylinder? Uh, the yes, they burp it's in the like... movie, and they yeah. fart in Family Guy. <laughs> I'm what so do... surprised. What do they do in Futurama? Um, At the Slurm Factory. I don't remember. <laughs> that was the better parody, by the way. The Futurama one. Mm -hmm. oh. oh, so good. The Slurm Factory is so good. Anyways... Uh, all right. Ven is just Ven is just like arm, arms crossed. It's like arms crossed, like uh, ankles kind of like hooked a little bit, and is just like kind of just like upward. Like not even not even facing directions necessarily. It's just like it'll just like move sideways and like up, down, left, right. Yeah. B a b a. He's got a real he's got a real Magneto breaking out of prison in X two. Oh, oh, so yeah. good. Super just... calm, very in control. Yeah. Oh, gross and awesome. Like, yes. <laughs> this just is. Like, we're, we're all like, how the? It's like this environment was like made for Ven. Is like, the uh, the? I was gonna. Is the is, is so? There's air, right? Yes. There's air. So 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 Ven is so Ven is just like floating forward. His his cloak kind of billows behind him a bit. Yep. The only things here are basically things don't creatures don't age. Or suffer from hunger and thirst, and a thousand years in the astral sea equals one day outside. Okay. So you're like, oh, an evil wizard could just come here and. So, this ship looks like the tentacle stuff we tried earlier. Yes, we should be careful. Something could be on it. Well, it's just rotating, or like, like, like this sideways. Mm-hmm. Um, like time of day, we've gone through at least half a day, right? Like, like in this day, day we've gone because we. Uh, you've been down in this colony for like an hour, and then prior to that, I think we had what three five, hours. Hour? Oh, three hours. Yep. So four yeah, hours so total for today. Yeah, we're uh, maybe we're, at noon, probably earlier than that. We're not nearly close enough to a long rest, nope. are we? Nope. <laughs> oh no. I'm just prefacing this. I have no more rages left. I have one level of exhaustion and 15 hit points. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Spicy! Uh, right, so, that's right. So you would be, so that's less than half, right? Yeah, for sure. I do have a healing potion that I can use. No, I mean, uh, yeah. uh, so then, I mean, I if I if I noticed that, I think I was going to do this at the end of the fight, but then we kind of just kept yeah. moving. But, uh, coin would probably float over as close as he could to you and and dump 15 points of lay on hands 
This is great for me because I don't have to track time right now either. So it's just oh, comfortable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice, little, nice, little, nice little wade pool at the water park after you got after you yeah. got rocked at, at, like Absolutely. a rock on a gross slide. You're just like, okay, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go lay in the wade pool for a second. Good but question, yeah, take, take 15. Yeah. Uh, does the does the like timeless quality of the astral plane have an effect on spell duration? No. Okay. So that still that still behaves normally. Correct. However, what if okay. you were co- concentrating on a spell on a creature that was outside of the astral plane? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. How long would like banish work? Uh, same amount of time. Oh, fair. Yeah. I thought maybe it would distort it so you could hold it a little longer. No. Well, if you just if you banish them to the astral plane, you're on the material plane, concentrating on keeping them there for a minute oh god yeah (laughs) they'd be there for a long time 50 50 years or something a thousand thousand years is one day starts a family while they're in there robin williams from jumanji yeah yeah what What year is it it? (laughs) what a good movie um i I was also thinking my mind went right to mugatu in the second zoolander movie but just him being jacked in prison like never seen it you get stuck in the astral plane but just bench pressing the entire time um but yeah uh other than this void like this silver gray void sky and these floating boulders everywhere it's just that as far as the eye can see and the rotating conch shell tentacle covered ship uh, wait, wait, wait hold on i'm uh. Trying to keep up with you guys as you're floating towards the ship. There's nothing to hold on to. <laughs> and you guys see Jax is like uncomfortable because she's just like they're just like uh oh, they didn't expect this to be here. Yeah, who would? Like, she's just like, what the fuck? Me. I knew. I knew. <laughs> I would hope so. I'd be, con- I'd be confused and concerned otherwise. Who went into my notes? Who did this? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, the ship is a decent way away, so it's going to take a few hours of this floating. Oh, wow. um, so it's yeah. like a, a dot. Yeah, in the but like, yeah, but the reason it's, it might take so long is I need someone to roll my percentile dice. Sure. Yes. I got you. Hold on. I'll even roll. <gasps> what is that? The golf ball? The golf ball. The golf ball. It's a hundred side die. How often do you get to roll it? Not often. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Okay. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. 41. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> Van, in the distance, you can kind of see a storm brewing. Ooh. Like one of the ones you've read about, the psychic wind storms. Yep. But not over in your area currently, thankfully. We should avoid that. We should get moving. But... Getting closer to this strange vessel, it looks completely organic and has the appearance of an enormous conch shell fitted with a sleek deck of purple metal with long, slimy, rubbery tentacles protruding from its forward section. Pieces of this vessel also appear to be a mixture of wood and iron in places that have been that has been reinforced excuse me, sorry everybody, by a tough, <laughs> you hear that in the wind, by a tough chitin. Uh, it's rotating slowly and slightly in the space, like side, like around. Like uh, the vessel itself is about 180 feet long, 
and the exterior deck is fitted with a ballista, a catapult, a jettison of some sorts, like a kind of like a skate potty looking thing, uh, and a large hooked piercing ram at the front. Uh, the deck where the tentacles spool out from is an open space, and mounted to the deck is, an, is a ballista made of chitin, and at the back of this deck is a double door made of chitin and iron, which is tucked under two higher decks, and the lower of which of these two decks, the two higher decks, the lower of which, has another ballista mounted on top. Uh, do we see anyone on on deck? Nope. Completely no devoid of life. Okay. But you so, can see like uh, so... you can see like pieces of cargo, <laughs> kind of just oh. like floating, and they're it's just debris, more like debris, just kind of floating around the ship. Does it um, look like it's operable, or does it look almost abandoned? Really it looks alien. You don't really know. Okay. But so because it has ballistas, uh, are they placed in a way that would kind of tell someone like Druck? Am I clued in that this is in a ship at this point, or does it still just look like some it, like cobbled together beast? It looks like a ship that's part of a cobble. It, lo it also looks like a cobbled together beast. Excellent. Okay, thank you. I, I believe I put a picture, I put a picture of it in the group yeah. chat last week. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was gonna say. I imagine as like as we we start going, then it's like, all right, let's go, and just zoom. Yeah. <laughs> and then like has to turn around. If I had to turn around, like, oh, sorry, like circle yeah, back. Yeah. So in the, in this kind of environment, you're probably going the speed of Druk. Yeah. Twenty five feet or twenty four feet. Twenty five in combat. <laughs> You look back at coin dog paddling. That's why it takes like three hours to get there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Druck is just do, like ass over tea kettle, but still trying like uh, thinking save. about that. Con save. Okay. <laughs> Majestic. Yeah. Uh, not bad. 17. Okay, you don't vomit and that doesn't float in space. Just... <laughs> He's just—he's just got this deadpan look on his face. I hate this place. Mm -hmm. Druk, who has had a life of magic thrust into this environment, is very funny. Mm -hmm. He's been hating this place since <laughs> since since the first combat <laughs> of last session. But uh, uh, yeah, there's rough. the doors on the deck, and then there's the upper two upper decks, which also have sphincter-like doors. Oh, more sphincters. More sphincter doors. Uh, also, all of, all, of, all the doors that you can see on this thing are, or at least where you are currently, are all sphincter shaped. What, what do you guys? What do you guys think of the name of the ship? What do you think, uh, Frigate Stein? Like a frigate and a Frankenstein, but you smash them together. I like it. Yeah, I like yeah. No, anyone? Anyone? Mm -hmm. Who's Frankenstein? <laughs> I like that accent and that question with that. Who? Yeah, hey y'all, who's Frankenstein? He's, well, he's the he's the monster. Yeah, is he the monster, but or is he the man? But you know what? Hey, here's the or thing. Or is the man the monster? The man That's the what monster. I'm saying. Like, really, let's let's break it down and really talk about like there's. But he's like a doctor, so he's like you know he's got money. So is it really that bad that he's just you know taking bodies and like you know cutting them up and stuff? I don't know. Just something I think about sometimes. Who's the real monster? Um, no, there is the monster mash, but All I right. know how to make a better mash. Right. You've got three. You've got you've got three sphincter doors. 
<clears throat> so we have the three hours passed. We, yes. we fly over. That's when you get eventually. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah, uneventfully flying right. over. Except for Druk, who's kind of just like. Just <laughs> like continuously keeping his face like in the right direction, but the rest mm -hmm. of his body just like will not behave. <clears throat> Pretty much. Uh, yeah. Uh, there, there are four. No, there are three doors. Yeah, I think we should start. Do you think we should start from the bottom and go up? Uh, Dex, uh, what do you think? Well, if we start at the bottom, maybe that's where most of the crew, if there is crew on this thing, will be. We can deal with them in whatever capacity we have to. Wait. Don't we want to avoid them? Yes, Drock, I don't want to get into anything here. I am not feeling the greatest, but... I feel like we would have <laughs> encountered the crew by now. I didn't think we were going to encounter this down here, Kenna, so... Right. I'm just keeping my guard up. <laughs> but I do agree with you. Let's go through the bottom. Okay. Through the door on the main deck alright do all again while you're in this thing you're gonna have to float through it while it's rotating so it's currently like rotating <laughs> so it's like oh, oh. Yeah, with uh, with Ven's proficiency with movement can he, he just like land on the deck and then just like keep keep imagining just like a slight downward motion uh, to give himself gravity intelligence check okay Nat one. Nope. You try to do it, and you just oh, tumble out of space like a little bit. Just oh, oh dear, oh dear. Okay. Kind of like in well, kind of like in gravity. Yeah. Oh. Perfect. You get you get the sense, Ben. You just gotta float. All right. You're all gonna float down here. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Which version? <laughs> All of them! The first one gave me nightmares for months when I was in, like, grade five. Oh. Nice. So was the button to stop the spinning? I don't know that it's a button. I think it just is spinning. I think if you want to stop spinning, we will need to form a daisy chain of of sorts and maybe use um... and go fan speed that it would maybe create a crack crack the whip sort of oh. momentum and give a, a drug a the whiplash I don't think we want her all floating around or with us, though. Yes, I vote against trying to navigate a, conch, a giant conch shell with a, a spew around us. 
Oof. Well, lead the way, Dax. All right. And Dax. Dax will look at Ven and just start walking towards the door. Floating. Floating. Gracefully. Yeah, you can float gracefully. Um, All right. Going through the sphincter-like door, as it, as you get close, it's just like the other doors, they just open on their own volition. Uh, and floating inside of the vessel, because I wrote stepping, but it would be more like floating, uh, you can see that this chamber is built of organic matter, same like everywhere else. Uh, the walls, the floors, and ceilings appear to be reinforced with some form of tough chitin, like that's purpley and whatnot. Uh, as the vessel, because the vessel is rotating slightly, in this sort of zero-gravity-esque environment, the objects in this room that aren't reinforced or held down also float around, like crates and storage containers that are also made of the same chitin, uh, but nothing's in them. Um, Fleshy, bioluminescent orbs bathe the room of this vessel in a flickering, very bright light and are attached to the walls and ceilings. A strange purple liquid seems to pulse and race through numerous strange fleshy pipes all throughout the vessel. Uh, at least in this area. Uh, and attached to the walls in this chamber are three sets of chains and manacles designed to hold large creatures, it looks like. A staircase rises to the next deck amid crates, barrels, and broken bits of equipment. And at the back of this deck of this chamber are four sphincter-like doors. Dax looks towards Ven and is just like gestures towards like the door is just kind of like this as in like a which one should we try <clears throat> well uh perhaps we should try and um we'll go for the most dead ends first to sort of eliminate any side passageways to sort of check things off as we go dax will go oh. to the first sphincter <laughs> i'm a child all right uh, as it opens, uh, beyond the sphincter-like door is a small chamber in which sits a ten-foot diameter crimson semi-translucent crystal sphere that is frosted over from the inside. Forward. Dax will just take a step forward. Okay. Um. What's your passive investigation? Um. Probably garbage. Um. Uh, Eleven. Eleven. Okay. There's some form of shape inside this sphere, but you can't make it out. Ben? Yes? Um, you are more inclined towards this sort of thing. Is this... What is this? Oh, let me take a look. What's your passive investigation? Uh, 14. 14. Uh, inside looks like a dead mind flare that is in perfect condition from what and is covered in frost interesting this seems to be some sort of freezer some sort of refrigeration unit for a mind flare corpse and there's like a chair in there as well like it was sat down when it went in here that's unsettling so glue break it smash it well, it seems to be docile for now. I don't know that doing that wouldn't wake it up. It also seems like it was done... Uh, this was not an accident. Like, it was done on purpose. 
like the 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 you know the per, the person inside it said, you know, I'd like to be a you know a, a frosted little icicle, and I and I welcome this cold nap that is coming to me. That's what it, that's what it, all of the in my you know very cursory uh, assessment has come to. But if anybody has any other you know theories, uh, that would be more than welcome. Dax is gonna momentarily kind of drop the the ring protecting her brain mm -hmm. and just kind of looking at like peering at it through the frost <laughs> it just kind of is in her in their mind just kind of like hello there no response and she like makes sure that shit's all back up mm -hmm. Okay, it, the, it doesn't seem to speak, so let us let sleeping mind flares lie, including the dead ones. Let's see what's behind uh -oh. sphincter number two. Was someone saying something? No, no, I, I, I had phlegm in my throat. Oh, I was okay. just clearing it. <laughs> or did you? <laughs> Part of the experience. What? I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, so, I thought you were making a tadpole in him joke. No, I don't know what I was doing. Uh, oh, that's what... In the other little three other rooms, same sort of situation. Ten foot diameter, crimson semi-translucent crystal sphere, frosted over from the inside with a mind flare sitting inside, also frosted over. Hey, Ben. Yes? You, when you were at the academy, you dealt mm -hmm. with um, the ailments, the burns, stuff like that, right? The, the what? The what? Sorry. You, you were you would when the students would come in, there's injuries. You take care of oh, them. Oh, ailments, right? ailments. Yes, ailments. yes, yes. Yes. They said eight elements, and I was very confused. There's only four of those. <laughs> no, you mm -hmm. ate them. Ate ah. them. Well, it's technically in a, in a <laughs> sense. If everything is made of animals. Yeah, yeah. True. Yes, I, I, yes, I, I, I uh, did, I spent time in the infirmary, yes. So, the whole death life thing, yes. I don't know if you see where I'm going with this. Do you think they tried to freeze themselves? Potentially. I mean, they're frozen and it seems to be intentional. Like, to. Like some sort of stasis? You wouldn't know what stasis is. I don't know what the right no. word would well, be. Well, we yeah. we we freeze we freeze meat in order to preserve it, so it's possible that in some similar vein they tried to freeze themselves in some sort of attempt at preservation. Just because there's the four of them, right? That can't be just a happenstance. Hopefully they weren't put here in order to further the emotional character arc of a man in their story, that would be terrible. Because <laughs> then they'd be fridged. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh. I get it. Oh, that, that, anyway. that, that took me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Um, uh, you take, you get uh, a d20 of d, uh, d inspiration. 
Even for, oh, okay, so at some point you'll tell me to subtract the yep, 20 no. from something? Oh, Makes sense. Perfect. That'd be perfectly fun. reasonable. That'd be fun. Yeah. That sounds like a good mechanic for a one-shot. I'm writing that down. Please do. <laughs> but yeah, uh, four of these Mind Flayers in Frosted Over Crystal Spheres. And you can call it Unspiration. Nice. But there, So you said three in Spheres or four? Four. Four. Separate and rooms. Is, and this was, uh, uh, I'm sorry. We this is after we've gone through one of the doors, yep. and now we're in a four. Yep. And now there are four. Yep. So we can still see the door behind us. Yes. Yeah, but this is just one. Or the, no, the four doors, and then behind you is the room you're currently in. The room, the, oh, the rooms okay. with these four orbs are are small enough for like one person to be in. Yeah. Okay. It's so, like a closet. So just if if I'm if I may. Uh, at least in my head, it sounded like we just kind of went into all four of those doors yep. and saw all a, the same. a thing. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and now we're back yep. in the foyer, basically. Oh, okay. Essentially, yeah. Each one we, like, is truncated kind of, our experience. Each one is kind yeah. of a pod. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Wait. Beyond Are the sphincter-like door is a small chamber in which sits a 10-foot diameter crimson semi-translucent crystal sphere that is frosted over from the inside. Inside each one is a frozen-over mind flare. For simplicity's sake, you guys haven't really gone anywhere since you got into the ship. Okay. So there are four doors in front of us. And a staircase behind you. Going Great. Out. Thank you. Yep. <clears throat> So do you think that they expected to wake up at a later... A, a, God, it's, it's so French tonight. Wee uh, wee. Oui, oui. do, you, do you think they're expecting to wake up? It's so French tonight. Uh -huh. Late after... Say Bahamut, see if that gets you into it. I'll let you guys talk. <laughs> I'll figure it out. Say <laughs> uh, Wiener Schnitzel. Wiener Schnitzel. Stable. Wiener. <laughs> uh, perhaps they intended to wake up, though um, freezing to death isn't... Well, there are certainly worse ways to die than freezing to death. Yeah, From what that's... I understand, it's relatively peaceful. I see we figure out how to kill them or leave them when we move on. It's entirely possible they might already be dead, so perhaps we should just leave them be. I tried to communicate with one of them, Druk, and it did not respond, so I'm assuming that means their consciousness is no longer in those bodies. I've tried to communicate with lots of people and they haven't responded. Some people don't respond very nicely to brute force. Ah. And I understand that true drug. Tr I, I trust me. Well, uh, I suppose we should move on then. Where to next? The only place, uh, I, I I assume up 
And Dax is just looking at those stairs right. that Can't... they don't need to climb. Yeah, you do not need to walk up the stairs. You gotta float up the stairs. Okay. This middle deck has an open cowl. Mounted to the deck is a forward-facing ballista. The walls are lined with ballista bolts waiting to be used. So this is the deck that you all, the lower deck that you all saw. This is it, from the outside. This is it. Uh, so yes, another set of stairs rise upwards next to the ones you just descended. On the wall behind these stairs is another fleshy sphincter-like door. Going towards the sphincter. Name of your. No way. Nope. Um, name of the episode. Going towards the sphincter. All right. Go towards the light. Go towards the sphincter. <laughs> yep. Um, all right. The door <laughs> slops open, and crystals protrude from the chitinous ceiling of this oddly shaped room. Some of the crystals are lit, and others are flickering or burned out. Uh, on the circular wall to the right is another fleshy door. Dax is just looking around at like the flickering lights, just like, oh, interesting. Well, all right, all right. And Dax just kind of like looking around, like, there's no one here. Like, like internally, just like, okay, okay, this is fine. Shall we go forward? And she's like addressing the group. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Okay. Dax is going to slowly approach that door. Okay. This room contains a five-foot diameter sphere of shiny black metal with small transparent hexagonal windows. Sharp metal tines resembling grasping claws protrude from the nearby walls and ceiling, stretching towards the sphere but stopping short of it. Along the walls are low-mounted control stations studded with knobs and dials. Found where you steer from? Jax is gonna get a little closer, just looking at like yeah. the claws you know, and you just don't, you don't know what any of this is. But there's like light coming from that sphere. They'll approach it and just kinda like What is this? Just looks like there's something emitting light from inside. Does it look um like a solid sphere, or does it look like Starlink? All I heard was Starlink. God damn it! Uh, yeah, you keep cutting out. Um. It, it looks like a five-foot diameter sphere of shiny black metal with transparent windows. Getting closer to it, can Dax just, like, peer through the windows? Inside is a very brightly lit purple crystal. Huh. <laughs> Since the sphere is five feet, is the crystal that big, or is it... Nope. Smaller. Smaller. Then. Yes. 
Did you see that? The uh, the crystal? Yes, it's very bright. <laughs> Have you seen anything like that before? Nope. I've seen crystals. But, yeah. Uh, this looks unique. Uh, should I try to grab this? Isn't it completely enclosed in windows? Yep. I think you would have to break the glass, and I don't know that that would be wise. That is. We could break the glass. That'd be the easy part. But th let's 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 leave that idea for now. That, that is, it doesn't appear to be important. I can't imagine this is just storage for it. I assume it's doing something. Uh, this thing is a shoot yes. As far as I'm aware, that is my working theory, yes. So, our goal is to leave. Yes, get back to to wherever we came from. Yes, uh, I believe so. Can you do that? Potentially. Chuck's just looking around. He's done with this place. <laughs> <laughs> I I freaking love it as a player. I think this is so freaking cool. But Druck is just like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if uh, as Druck has said that this is a ship, then. Uh, we to become its crew? Temporarily? I'm gonna go take a look at all of those various things that look like controls, the knobs and the levers and stuff. Okay. Jax is gonna be by a while they're doing that. There is no writing on them. They all look very alien and strange. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna look through all of them and just kinda just go one by one to see if like just kinda looking at them just physically and almost like their mechanical uh, aspects. Yeah. Like if I can like if I can tell just like okay, this looks like it moves up and down, this looks like it twists this way and this way. Like I can kinda see how all of them like would move at least. Yeah. Just we know, don't just know what they do. <laughs> right. Um uh, then uh, Ven would like to first. Ben's just gonna reach into his bag and he's gonna pull out his journal. Okay. And he's just gonna set it in the air. Oh man! And then floats. <laughs> yep. And then he's gonna grab uh, a quill and inkwell and just like set those in the air and just kind of just arrange them in front of him. And he's gonna go all right. Uh, brace yourselves, everyone. I'm, I think uh, I think we should just try these out, take notes, and just see what they all do. Wait, Ven. Yes. Um, there, Dax is going to do the thing that they did when they were trying to pick the drawer and drop her ring on her mind and then do like the like say that nothing, whole thing again. Nothing happens. Okay, she's just like feeling for that presence and she's like, okay. Okay, then. You don't feel the presence at all. Is there anything that looks like a handhold? Something to... Because nope. Zen said, hang nope. on. Uh, he's just going to grab the nearest thing. 
Okay, you have sharp metal tines with grasping claws. That's about cool. it. He's hanging on to that. Okay. Uh, ben is just gonna like start left to right and is just gonna take every control. Just like little, if they have if it's like a lever or something, just like not hundred percent, like five percent in each direction right. just to see what happens. The first thing that black sphere opens up a little bit. Mm. Make note of it in the notebook. Mm-hmm. Actually, you just like draw a diagram and then just start labeling all of the different levers and stuff and just. Just left to right, every control there is. I'm just gonna try it a little bit, put it back. Okay. And the then next just one. Go to the next one. Take notes. You feel the ship rumble a bit. Inconclusive. All right. I'll, I'll push that one a little further. The rumbling gets a little more intense. A little further. It gets a little more intense. I'm gonna put it is back. It, is it directional or is it it's, just like it's vibrating? Just, it's just vibrating. The, one of the, one of these is the parking brake, and I was just revving the engine. <laughs> is the parking brake on? There's just there's just an e brake on the floor. <laughs> Everything else is alien. Just... <laughs> Alright, next one. Uh, I need everyone to make dexterity saving throws as the gravity comes back on. Oh dear! Inside the ship. Oh, fucking mint! Sweet! You, you would all be like 10 feet in the air, kind of, based on like the rotations. So everyone needs to make deck saves so you don't just like. Eat it? Yep. Okay. Oof. Ken, I got an 8, so kind of face plants and takes. 9. Venue also face plant. Not enough to take damage, just. Okay. Yeah. My inkwell. Yeah. 11. <laughs> Your inkwell. Oh. Uh, coin, you land on your feet. Eleven. Land on your feet. Eighteen. Land on your feet. No more moving by thought inside the ship. But yeah, Venue and Quill just... <laughs> and you can hear everything downstairs that was floating. Like a drum major tripping through a percussion section. Basically, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to switch that one back. Okay, the... Gravity goes back to being none. Oh. Ven, why would you do this? Why would you do this thing? The ink is kind of like lifting off the floor and just like floating. Please. I'm just gonna take. I'm just gonna take my ink. I'm, I'm gonna take my quill. I'm just gonna dip it in yep. one of the like floating globs <laughs> yep. of ink, and yep. then write. Put the book back where it was, and then write what that. Write down what that one does. Okay. Sorry, everyone. It's 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 easier to reach everything if if we can, I like float around as demonstration. And that's the gist of everything. Shrug, oh, yeah, are you okay? He does a full body eye roll. <laughs> <laughs> eye roll in the body. You just go back to kind of follow it. Hey, you're getting the hang of it. Hmm. So it looks like we either have open the sphere container, make things rumble, and uh, restore uh, uh, turn turn on turn on falling down. Open the gates. No. Well, I suppose I'll go back. Yeah, I'll open the sphere container. All right, it opens fully, and there is a uh, fist-sized glowing purple crystal that's hooked up to like mechanisms. Hmm. 
don't know if we should touch that or not. That could be a that could be a more precise control mechanism, or that could be the power source, or that could be any number of other things. Dax is gonna go up to it. Mm-hmm. Just kind of looking at the thing. Like, that's a purple okay. crystal. That's emitting crystal. light. It's... I am so happy everything is purple because mine flared because that's whole, her whole aesthetic. Yeah, obviously. And Dax is just gonna take radiation. her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just uh, you, you are now dying of radiation exposure. Welcome to Fallout campaign. Gotta get those rads down. Red X. Surprise! This was a get... this was a post-apocalypse campaign. Uh, so what's Dax doing? They were just going to, like they're they're kind of like tracing their finger along like the, like the things that are going into the crystal, mm -hmm. and they just kind of like brush their finger across the crystal. Okay. Okay. So seeing that like nothing, like she didn't get like fucking zapped from that. No. They're gonna like actually kind of just like hold it in their hand. Like the crystal. Yeah. Okay. Seems fine then. Did is it like a little? <clears throat> Did you take it out, or are you hold just holding it while it's in the thing still? They're holding it. Oh, <laughs> and the entire. Ship are you sure just, about that? And the entire ship just goes dark as all the lights go off. <laughs> put it back. Put it back. Put it back. And put it back. You, you, can hear, you can hear commotion from upstairs. Just from touching it. Yeah. Well, you said you. You said you, you, said you pulled it, it so you took it out. Yeah, you said you were holding no, it. No, I said so I was squished it like this. But you were like this, though. Yeah, you said I'm holding it. Well, too late. Fuck it, <laughs> this is fine. Yeah. Uh, put it back, uh, put it back, put it back, put uh, it back. She tries to put it back. Okay. Everything comes back to life, and the sphincter door opens up, and there are three mind flayers standing there. Oh, dear. Without the brands on their foreheads. You mean floating there? Yes. They're like... And they speak in everyone's heads, except for Dax. What are you doing here? In Why did you take out the propulsion crystal? Are you... Are you here to kill us? He's are just they... looking at Dax. Are they speaking to you? Yes. Yes. Dax oh. will drop the ring of mind shielding okay. for a moment. Now they speak to you. What are you doing on our ship? Why did you mess with the propul... They don't say our ship. Why are you here? Why did you mess with the propulsion crystal? I did not mean to. We're trying to get back to our home. So are we. You could have sabotaged our plans. I apologize. We are just trying to figure out how to get back. Oh no wait, these ones do have the brands. Oops. Well, where did you come from? There was a tunnel entrance. You were in our we hive? Passed... Well, not our hive. The one we stole. Our borrowing. Did you kill our hive mates? Can, can Druk, like, try to stealthily get his crossbow ready uh slide a hand with a really high dc because they're standing right in front of you in front of the door oh oh if it if he doesn't look like you guys have like you guys you got they're yeah. like based on the layout of everything they're like 10 feet in front 
Oh, only 10 feet away? Okay. Yeah, yeah I guess I'm not This is really a really narrow situation. All right, never mind then. Forget I said anything. Okay. We apologize for trespassing. We were just trying to figure out a way to get out. And we're not mad at you only... for trespassing. This isn't ours either. We're just curious as to why you're here as well. We went down a tunnel and we ended up here and now the tunnel's gone. Yes, we noticed that as well. How did you get down here? The same way. How long have you been here for? Time passes strangely, but it feels like two weeks. Allow us to introduce ourselves so we're friendly. I'm Sven Chen, this is Tobelux, and this is Sardsult. So, did you. You must have encountered our other hive members. Are they dead? On the ship? No. Those mind flayers are dead. They've been here since we found this place. Okay, so they are not to they be died in their, right. They died in their cryogenic stasis. So, did you kill our other hive members? That, not all of them were, if so, they were not all of our hive, so we just want to know. Yes. That's fine. We will forget about it if you help us get this ship out of here. We can definitely do that. And in doing so, get everyone out of here that's trapped in this place. May I ask you a quick question? <sighs> yes. What are the symbols on your forehead? Ah! Uh, it is the symbol for our master and figure of our worship, Yubilike the Under King. And you're all hearing this conversation, by the way, because it's all telephonic. Okay. okay. Oh! That's the, uh... Dax says the thing that the door told her. Him! Oh, yes. you spoke the phrase as well? Yes. Uh, we feel like that's part of the hive mind of whatever the previous colony left behind. Uh, so technically we believe you are connected with every being in that colony. Meaning, anything there can reach your mind regardless of barriers. Including so, the ring? Yes. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, but that's all we know. The colony was abandoned when we found it. The only reason we came down to the colony was because my... One of my associates, friends... Uh, they don't oh. want to exactly say... Uh, but you are connected, and one of them did open the door, too. Oh, Thranizart. Yes, Thranazart. Uh, what did they say? They mentioned there were merchants that had been... Yes. They had been killed, yes. but there was some sort of rumblings. There might be another entrance to the Underdark. Uh, not here. Uh, we found the corpses of the merchants and we brought them down here for our own purposes we have to eat i i figured as such uh 
We followed the trail of a creature our master told us to hunt down that fled the Underdark. And while on its trail, we discovered the mangled merchant's bodies. But our prey, uh, our quarry, no, not in sight. See, Dax is like... And yeah, you're all, you all can hop in at any time. It's, you're all here in the same conversation. Yeah, Druk's not gonna try. He has no... He... He said on killing these things should the moment arise. So, like, the, that's all that he really knows about these. So he's just gonna avoid. So the brandings on your forehead, mm -hmm. they were self-inflicted or? Self-inflicted, yes. That's what your master wanted you to do. No, it's how we show our devotion. We chose it ourselves. Dax is looking towards them like... Oh god. <laughs> um, you mentioned that uh, we could potentially help you with the ship, but is this not your type of ship? Don't you know how to... Do you not know how to operate it either? This is called a nautiloid. Uh, and it is knowledge that was lost to the Mind Flayers a very long time ago. Uh, it was an ancient ship that the Illithid of old designed to travel between worlds and the astral plane. Uh, the Illithid of today, as we mentioned, have lost the knowledge on building these things. And we just seek to use it to leave this place because uh, we've, as we looked around, there is no other way to do so. And our plane shift spells that each of us can use once a day on ourselves do not work down here for some reason. Hmm. Oh shit. Yes. Oh shit. When was the last well, time uh, the three uh, of you have eaten? Recently. We said we took the merchants that we found. But in here, there is no need for hunger. Yes, that. So there's no need to eat. I understand hunger. Alright. So will you help us? It's the only way you can leave. Of course. Like. Well. Seems like it, yes. We were, we were, we've been doing repairs on everything we can find here. It seems like this thing crashed, but we've been repairing it over the last couple of weeks uh, here. Um, it's just missing the helm uh, on the bridge. We could take you to the bridge, you can get a better look of the place, so you can get a better idea of what we're dealing with. Oh, is this not the bridge? No, this is the propulsion chamber. Is that not what a bridge is? No, this is a, the bridge is a little different. I don't know much about regular ships, so so astral ships are even further out of my realm. This is called... Wait, no. Uh, I do know a fair amount about ships. What am I talking about? Yeah. <laughs> uh, in the old days, these were also called spell jamming vessels. 
Uh, and the colloquial term for this sort of vessel is a nautiloid. But yes, uh, if you're w uh, wishing to help us and don't plan on sabotaging the ship anymore, uh, we would appreciate your help, and we can promise we will not harm you as long as you do not hinder our efforts to escape. And we imagine three of us have an advantage over you all. Just in case things go awry. All right. <laughs> Awkward silence after that statement. Uh, now we saw. We are in no condition to fight back at the moment. Oh, uh, now it seems one of you restored the gravity for a second. It sort of broke things a little more than we were planning on. Uh, and the minefire kind of like drifts past and activates the gravity again. Just oh, so walking think. around isn't so cumbersome on those who can't levitate. I was having an easier time moving. Outside Drops of the ship, just goes. Outside of the ship, fine. you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. uh, but yes, uh, follow us to the bridge, and we'll show you more of what's going on. Dex follows. And we recommend not touching anything you don't understand. <laughs> then we'd better turn the floating back on. <laughs> no. <laughs> and the mind flayers start one by one going up the next set of stairs. Alright. Drunk looks at Coin and everyone else. Are we really doing this? I feel like he seems like our best option. I feel like Drunk would be reaching for a knife. It does seem like a, it. It does seem like to everybody else that fighting three mind flares at once in your current state would be a very bad idea. Even if we were good, that'd be a bad idea. Correct. So, uh, I just lead the way I am out of any sort of element here. You want me to shoot something, let me know. I think uh, right now all of our interests are aligned. They seem to be just as stuck as we are, so we want to get out of here. Even if we were to kill them, I think they a lot of the knowledge about what will help us get get out. As you rise the stairs behind the mind flares, suspended from the ceiling of this high domed chamber is a complex lattice of bioluminescent jellyfish that use the glowing tips of their tendrils to form constellations. There appears to be something missing that was once sat and tilted upwards towards the display of constellations. Scouring... Oh, no, they're not here. Uh, on the eastern and western doors are more of those fleshy sphincter-like doors. 
Uh, they point to the uh, eastern door and they say, uh, don't go through that one. It's not safe. It's been rigged to hurt any non-illithid creature that steps inside. The western door just leads to the upper outer deck. The piece that is missing, they gesture to where you can tell something was missing that was sat. It looks like it was tilted upwards towards this display of constellations. This is where the helm was sat. Uh, to people not experienced in this, these sorts of vessels, it looks like a chair that the captain of the vessel would sit in and navigate and fly the vessel with their mind. Then while another member would be in the propulsion room handling life support systems and making sure the crystal that was in the life support system wasn't touched or removed and they look at all of you. Didn't we find one of those somewhere? No. Am I thinking of am I thinking of beneath the tide? Yes. Okay. Yep. I just reach back into into our previous characters' inventories and yeah. just pull that out. Yeah. That'd been helpful. Yeah, you guys found a spell jamming chair in beneath the tide. Yep. That was okay. That was yeah. Could have put it on so your ship, like, and it, you could put it on your ship, and it would become a spell jamming pirate ship. Holy yeah, but then fuck. it would have derailed the campaign yeah. even more. Yeah, it would have been cool as fuck. <laughs> uh, screw his motives. He can have the. We're going yeah, to space. Yeah, he can have yeah. the. We're going to space. We're going to space campaign. This shit. Um, but they're like, yeah, it looks like a normal, it looks like a purple chair with blue orbs around it. And the, uh, the captain would sit there and pilot the ship uh, telepathically with their mind. Mm. And you need a mind, and only an illithid can pilot a nautiloid. It would, in this sort of manner, uh, if it was a different sort of ship, you wouldn't need an illithid, but... Do you have any idea where that chair might be? It probably broke off in the crash. I was probably floating in the void space somewhere. I see. Now, we don't think it's like the actual astral sea in terms of it being infinite, so it has to be out there somewhere. Hmm. So you want us to go out there and look for it then? Yes, if you don't want to be stuck here. While we continue to do the repairs. Mm-hmm. And what assurance do we have that once we find it for you, you won't just... We believe one of you is connected to the colony, correct? Yes. Read our minds and see if we're being honest. I'll read my mind, because I was the one who read the door. Dax will go into their mind. They're being 100% honest. Ben, apparently. That's new, right? That part is new. What do you mean that part? Speaking in is not the same thing as reading. Okay, okay, okay. Um, well, all right. Uh, I suppose we're going to find a chair then. You may exit through the the door here on the top deck and just float. You don't have to go all the way to the bottom, which is good about no gravity. Is this Tobulak speaking? Uh, Sven Chen. Sven Chen. They're going to like look towards 
Toba looks and just like ask, may I try to read your mind? It wouldn't work. Okay. Only Svenshen used the door. So, because Svenshen has read Dax's mind, he already knows all of our names too, correct? Yep. Okay. And conversations you just had recently, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Everything that's in Dax's mind, it can just peruse through. Well, that's ah! fine. So, Coral Cove, et cetera, et cetera. <gasps> okay. Yes, so find the Helm, we can all get out of here and go our separate ways. Right. Again, we don't feel hunger down here, so we have no desire to eat your brains. Oh, that makes sense, actually. Yes. And we have a feeling one of you would have a very good brain to keep, not to eat. And they all kind of just look at Ven, and if Anilothid could smile, like, a kind of looks like a sly little smile, it would. His tentacles just go... You're muted, Gareth. Uh, well, let's, uh, let's, let's, um, let, let's go look for a chair, then. I'll just, uh, right here, yes, go up to this, and just step out the door. All right, and yep, uh, near the exterior railing of this deck sits a heavily fastened pintle mount for a telescope, where a telescope also sits. Oh. Oh, we use, uh, the other of old would use those to look at the stars while they're drifting through realm space. Or it wouldn't be called realm space in my world, but yes. Would one of you with better eyesight than me like to look through the telescope and see if you can spot the chair from Oh, uh, we've tried that already. You can take the telescope with you. I'll take it. Yeah, you detach the big, massive telescope. It's like, uh, 25 pounds. Not in here, it isn't. Yep, yeah, nope, and it's like, uh, your carrying capacity is still a thing. Uh, 25 pounds, is and it? It, yeah, and it's like six feet. Oh, because yeah. it's... And it's six feet long. Suppose that makes sense. You can't just like attach backpack straps Correct. to the nautiloid yep. and then just like fly with it. Correct. Uh, yep. Six foot long oh, telescope. Just... That's pretty cool. So, does it actually telescope? Can I make it shorter? Nope. Okay. Put it in the bag of holding. If you need to store it, it would no, just fit in the bag of holdings opening. So yeah, you could put it. Oh, in. is it that wide? Mm -hmm. oh. So it would like, it would just slide in. Oh, it's a thick. So this boy. is like, it's like an observatory. Basically, yeah. Oh. Okay. But you got like, the Hubble 2.0. This thing can see. This thing can see craters on the moon. Yeah, carrying it like a cannon. Maybe take. Oh man, we take that back. Take that back. Sell it to. Uh, sell it to people who do scientific study. On you get the sense plane. the elithid. Oh, you can't keep it. Oh, this is oh damn! I was gonna put it on a big crossbow. <laughs> it, it needs to. It needs to stay with the vessel. <laughs> we have other things you can have if you help, but all right. Uh, maybe they might be a little out of place in your world, but we found them on the ship and they seem interesting. Regardless, what does this thing look like again? And he's talking hey, not to that. He's not yeah. talking to those things. He's he's talking to his friends because he's very uncomfortable talking to those things. Uh, a purple chair. 
purple chair. And he'll just begin looking around. You're gonna have to move around the this the astral sea to find it. Yeah. That's what he's doing. Alright. Boop boop. Alright, as you float for another three hours. Somebody else that is not coin roll me a percentile check. I'll do it. I haven't rolled one of these in a while. Forty-three. Alrighty, the DC did the percentage did go up, so that alrighty. There's a sudden and severe, rapid darkening of the silver gray sky. You're, you've been traveling three hours. So you're not. You're pretty. You're away from the ship. Uh, the area becomes as dark as a moonless night. As the sky darkens, you all feel buffeting and shaking, as if this 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 entire plane, this place itself, was rebelling against the storm. And I need everyone to roll me intelligence saving throws. Oh dear. I don't know. I have to write down who succeeds and who doesn't. Paper. I need papier. I don't have any. Papier. Uh, Ven, I imagine you succeeded. Uh, 21. Yep. Uh, coin. 18 even. Okay, you're good. Druck. Okay, Kenna and Druck fail. Uh, <laughs> Dax. 18 plus 1. Oh, right. 19. Who wants to roll me the first d20? I'll do it. Okay. With my Dax dice. Okay. That's a lucky number 13. 13. The psychic wind blows you all off course. Hmm. We, I don't know. we had a course. It's <laughs> gonna blow you off further from your from the time it was taken. Uh, so, you traveled for three hours, and just to get an estimate of how far you're blown off course, twenty-two hours off course. Oh lord! So that's how long it's gonna take to find the chair now. Yeah. Uh, also, who wants to roll me the second d twenty? This is the one for the people who failed the intelligence save. So Druck and Kenna. So. Anyone can roll me a d20. Decide your friend's fate. Be gentle. <laughs> 14. 14. As you get flung by the psychic, psychic wind, uh, Druck and Kenna both take 8 psychic damage. Ow. So one of the more desirable outcomes. Just a migraine. So you're all just <laughs> flung into just a far pocket <laughs> of the astral sea. Druck at pocket. this point is just rigid with his hands and fists as he gets tumbled around. And as you do, you see some you see a corpse just kind of floating through this place of an illithid that's kind of like bisected and also covered in frost. Oh. And nearby you can see what looks like the same kind of jettison pod you saw on the deck. Like when this thing crashed, it tried to like eject and it mm. did not have a good time. It's all dented. The glass is broken. Looks like it probably hit one of these floating rocks and just got. Ah, yeah. so this one doesn't have the. It it does not. And it's just floating, dead, bisected. Its lower half floating in the escape pod. So that was three hours, but twenty-two hours off course. Well, that uh, that could have gone better. Did anyone see the ship? Nope. <laughs> uh, wait, can we use the... 
what if we use the uh, the telescope? So the, we had to leave it on the ship. No, you could take it. I said you could right. take it with you. You just can't keep it. Oh, oh, okay. So you have the telescope. Uh, <laughs> uh you're blown twenty-two hours off course. The ship is nowhere in sight. Great. I don't see it. Do we have like a compass or? a map or is it intuition that we're flying by this is intuition the compass would just be not working here map would yeah. not be working here we aimless and now we're just picking a direction and going hey uh, yeah do you think you could make coin a lighthouse i have a better idea you don't need light here uh bonus action kind of summons her mom Uh, take us to the chair we're looking for. Like, in the direction. Oh, that's right. And her ghost mom just starts immediately flying upwards, unimpeded by boulders and debris. But she's the ghost is also affected by the uh, thing here. So its speed is... Drek, what's your intelligence score? Eight. Okay, so this thing flies at 30 feet. Instead of normal movement speed for the ghost then or no I can ten, keep up ten, the 10 feet lower so just going at 30 feet the ghost moves and dashes, moves and dashes, moves and dashes until it disappears in like an hour just straight up oh it's all follow yeah. <laughs> okay Drex lagging behind just a little well after an hour I'm like I can barely see you guys. <laughs> uh, we're still going fast. All right, because you have a guide, I need another percentile roll. I'm not doing it. Do it. <laughs> I get the golf ball. Use the golf ball. Yeah. On the plus side, you're not aging, you're not getting hungry, and you're not getting thirsty. So no normal kind of not eating, but you, there's still travel exhaustion. But you're not really walking, so you're just floating. So no, so no travel exhaustion either. Uh, what's up? I hope you're all ready. I hope you're all ready for the sexiest number. 69. 69. <laughs> you do not encounter any more psychic winds for the 22 hours it takes you to get to the helm. And because huh. there's no travel exhaustion here, we do eventually get to the 24-hour mark where you will need to take a long rest. So we're going to fast forward to the time when you need a long rest. Which will be late. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. Let's but time doesn't it. pass. So time doesn't really doesn't change. So I don't need to track it. Maybe so. we be like the otters and hold hands while we sleep, so none of us floats down a mind river. Well, what if we uh, like take? Do anyone got pythons? I do. We could like find like one of those big floating rocks. We could all lay on it and put pythons through our clothes, and we could just be pinned to this rock as it floats in space because they don't really move and go anywhere they float in their axis kind of thing they don't look like they drift well uh, do we need to lay down on anything or can we just float and sleep as long as we're attached together we could probably do that oh god that'd be the worst sleep ever I think Would it? Uh... <laughs> well there's no sense of up and down though is the thing you're just weightless True, it's like yeah. you're just floating 
Like it, I, it, like well, deprivation, it, sensory deprivation tank or something. Oh god, mm-hmm. you wake up from a nightmare. Oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So who has a rope? I do. So like, twenty-two hours is going to be like milliseconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that. We're practically, when, when we get if we come through the same door that we went in. We're practically smacking each other's asses on the way back out. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, let's just daisy chain ourselves right. together and then just do think, night. Do you think we should do watches? I don't think so. There's they the, they said there's nothing else here. One second. What's it you said, Ben? You said it wasn't big enough for like astral red dots and Um, the spell alarm says that it covers a 20-foot cube. So you could put on the rope or, like, around you guys? Yeah, just just, just, just a, a floating net. cube around nice. us. Yeah, so if anything okay. gets within that radius. Okay. So I'll do the... I'll cast I'll cast alarm as a ritual. Okay. And just, just in the... Just, just a 30-foot cube around us. Cool. Anything just comes near us. I need to check something about something. As you start, you start, you start casting the spell. We'll say. Okay. Uh, okie Oh no. Normal, but with special cases, and I would consider this a special case based on okay. the environment. Then, mm-hmm. roll me a d20. As you finish ritually casting alarm, or whatever. Natural twenty. Natural twenty. You kind of feel like this place kind of rebel a little bit against your magic, like it's going to cause something else to happen, and then it subsides. No wild magic effects. No. Oh, magic magic is wibbly here. So keep an eye on that. Is wibbly another term book term magic? It's not an official technical term, no, but um, I find it describes things something well enough. Like wibbly wobbly kind no. of stuff. Tiny yes, wibbly and wobbly and tiny wimmy. No, just the regular kind. Oh. <laughs> Technically, wibbly wobbly tiny wimmy. Wimmy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sleep. Right. Yeah. yeah, you don't need to do any watches, so everyone gets the benefits of a long rest. And you wake up, and no need to change the day because the day is still the day you entered this whole place in. So, because this place is the astral sea, that's why the gith get the fuck out sometimes. <laughs> yes, that's why they're that's why their children are raised in enclaves on that's the material right. plane. That's right. Because they don't they don't mature. That's right. In the astral, no, in the astral nothing plane. here does. Yep. So, question. Mm-hmm. Um, I got my rages back and everything. Does the Sending Stone now work again? It does, but you're on another plane of existence, so it's a little different. Okay. Uh, no. Because there's a new dawn hasn't happened because there is no time passage here. So, no. Uh, no dawn. Anything that, doesn't re- anything that returns at a new dawn does not recharge. Oh, okay. Thank you. We have a thousand years for that to recharge. Correct, Amundo. <laughs> Boy. Yeah, because there's no time passage, really. So, 
Alright, we should get going. Uh, are you taking it, Dax? You're still not at the chair yet. Let's go to where we last thought it was. Well, it hasn't moved. Okay. For the remainder of your 22-hour trek, you're blown, of course. Again, don't even tell you how much time has passed, because it doesn't matter. Until we get to 24 hours. Up ahead, floating between a cluster of brightly colored rocks, is an ornate, high-backed chair made of purple and black chitin. Tentacles made of the same solid material spool out from the back of the chair, and at the end of each one of these tentacles is a glowing blue orb. Or is a blue orb. Well, that looks like it'd be it, yeah. Jax is gonna... Do you think we should, like, check it out before touching it? Make sure it's safe? Ben? That's probably a good idea. Make sure it's the rat chair? Mm -hmm. Um, how could it be a different... It's a joke. Sure. Oh. Yeah, just flow it up and around it and peek at it, make sure the thing's hiding on it or under it. Are you casting identify? Uh if I don't immediately see anything. You don't see anything hostile crawling on it. Alright. Then I will ritually cast identify. I'd like you to bring me a D twenty, please. Ah oh, crap. You know trying to get me to cast spells. Well also, the ritual spells mm -hmm. happen instantly. Oh, do they? Yeah. That's why I'm rolling it, because it's cool as shit. Alright. So you prepare the 10 minutes, and then just instantly happens. Huh. Then roll the d20. Cast. So I can just cast Identify an Unseen Servant and Alarm at the Yep. Basically, yeah. Nice. Five. Okay. Roll me a d100. Oh, boy. If it's fireball, peace out, guys. <laughs> 56. As Ven's face, as an explosion rocks in front of Ven's face, and Ven's face is covered in soot, and the eyebrows are gone. <laughs> oh, that'll happen sometimes. Huh? What happened? As I mentioned, magic is wibbly here. This ornate chair is designed to propel and maneuver a nautiloid through space. The following properties of the helm come into play even when no creature is attuned to it. When placed aboard a nautiloid, the helm generates an envelope of fresh air around the ship while it is in the void of space, but not underwater. This envelope extends out from the edges of the hull in all directions for a distance equal to equal in length to the vessel's beam, so that creatures aboard and near the ship can breathe normally in space. The temperature within the air envelope is 70 degrees Fahrenheit at all times. Hmm. When, placed abo when placed aboard a nautiloid, the helm generates an artificial gravity field while the ship is in the void of space. Some have methods to avoid this, etc., etc., as you saw. Uh, so the ship, so 
Well, in space, yeah. So creatures can walk on the ship's decks as they normally would. So the outer decks. So the gravity... So when you activate the gravity system, that wouldn't have worked on the outer decks. This makes it so when you're on the outside of the ship, the gravity functions as it normally does. Uh, creatures and objects that fall overboard bob in a gravity plane that extends out from the main deck for a distance equal in length to the vessel's beam. So yeah. The sensation of being attuned to the helm is akin to being immersed in warm water. While attuned to the helm, you gain the following abilities while you sit in it, and also requires attunement by an illithid spellcaster. You can use the helm to propel the vessel across or through water and other liquids at a maximum speed of 60 miles per hour. You can use the helm to propel the vessel through air or a space at a maximum speed of 90 miles per hour. Provided you have at least one expended spell slot, you can steer the vessel, albeit in a somewhat clumsy fashion, in much the same way that oars or a rudder can maneuver a seafaring ship. Whenever you like, you can see what's happening on and around the vessel as though you were standing in a location of your choice aboard it. While attuned to the helm, you cannot expend your own spell slots, and a non-illithid creature that sits in the chair and touches both blue orbs at once must succeed in a DC-17 constitution saving throw or be stunned for 10 minutes. Don't sit in the chair and touch the, the balls. Why not? It will, it will, it will, it will be, un, it'll be unpleasant. Uh, however, we found the chair. Can we tow it back safely? Oh, yes, no problem. As oh. long as you sit in the chair and don't touch the orbs, you're fine. In fact, I'm just going to land in the chair, land with okay. my butt in the chair. You get the orbs are kind of in a method how it's piloted. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to, I'm just going to sit in the chair. I'm going to put my hands on the armrests, kind of like grab the armrests and then turn it around back the way we came and then okay. just start floating backwards. Modocking around. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Fan art of then floating in this purple high back chair. Just... But backwards. <laughs> yeah. Because if I went forward, I would just float out of the chair. Yes, and if you don't use miles per hour, that is 145 kilometers per hour. Yeah, holy fuck, that's fast. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, but, but then it needs to be on. It needs to be attached to a ship in order yes, to do that. It can't just yes. like, fly on its own. Yes. And this one specifically needs to be attached to a nautiloid. Yeah. All right. Um, while I'm while I'm going, I'm going to cast prestidigitation on my own face. Um, I'm, I would like to uh, clean up the soot. But just leave the soot in the uh, shape of okay. my eyebrows. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> all right, Ven, you're leading the way technically in your little Modoc chair, so <laughs> it's going to be uh, another twenty-two hours to get to the ship, roughly. But let's see if you can lower that number, percentile dice, please. This is you, Sam. Yeah. All right. I'm letting you do it. Come on, Sam. You can do it. Twenty. Already, there's a sudden and severe, rapid darkening of the silver gray sky. The Not area becomes as dark as a moonless night. As the sky darkens, you all feel buffeting and shaking, as if this place itself was rebelling against the storm. As another psychic windstorm comes into effect, someone roll me a d20. The first d20. Oh, everyone, first make intelligence saves. <laughs> it's Vince Modocking. Dang. Kenneth Four. succeeds. This is, uh... Ven. 24. You're fine. Coin. 
Uh, 14. One four. Just succeeds. Druck. Five. Fails. Dax. Uh, 18. All right. Someone roll me a d20. I love this. Druck fucking hates this shit. D twenty, a ten. Ten. That is another three d ten hours added to the travel time. So twenty two plus. Or it'd be nineteen because three hours five. Nineteen plus seven, so twenty six hours total to get to the ship. Uh, and you're out of the wind. <laughs> Blows you off course. Van is sat in the chair as he gets blown off course. So Van's just in the chair like... Uh, and then someone roll me a d20 to see what happens to Druk from the psychic... I'll, win- I'll roll it. Okay, the second psychic wind effect. Twelve. Three psychic damage. Cool. And yeah, you're just... Wait, was 12 the thing we rolled last time? Nope. Oh. There's two tiers of that. Uh, yeah, you're all, you're blown off course 26 hours total. So 26 hours to This is going to keep happening every time we need to roll again. This is just going to keep happening, and it's going to keep blowing us further and further <laughs> off course. Let's go. Luckily, there's no aging. There's no travel exhaustion. Yeah. It's just day exhaustion. Yeah. All right. Again, 26 hours. Uh... When does this psychic wind happen? I have it in my nose. Ah, all right. Twenty. You take a long rest again, but no one's really spell, cast any spells, so it's fine. You get a long rest, so your hit points are get fixed. Cool. <laughs> um, and that'd be twenty-four hours. You're, you can see the ship in the distance. It's like two hours away. One final, we'll see. Psychic wind check. Whoever wants to roll a percentile dice can do it. Do it, Sam. I just did it. So, somebody else <laughs> do, do it. Do it again. Golf club. Okay. Golf, golf ball. ball. Golf club? Golf club. I got those out on the porch. Uh, 22. There's a 35% chance you encounter psychic winds. So... Psychic storm. Psychic storm. Intelligence saves. There's no consequences to this. Nothing's happening outside. I mean, yeah. We'll no time's passing. Accidentally hit wisdom. Uh, here we go. Let's do the actual. Kenna fails. <laughs> wow. Ven. Uh, fourteen. DC's fourteen. Coin. Whew. Uh, one five. 15. Succeeds. Druck. Natural one. Nice. Dex. <laughs> Sixteen. Okay. I'm keeping my Dax okay. dice. Okay, so this is gonna I, this is gonna affect Druck and Kenna. So somebody, I, ro- <laughs> I rolled a, a two, a four, and a one. <laughs> right. You're two hours away from the ship. You, you're within reach, and just like in a lot of like survival movies where people are stranded in the wilderness, something bad happens right when you're within reach. So someone roll me a d20 to see the diversion from the psychic wind. I'll roll it. Okay. Uh, that would be a six. Six. You're slightly diverted. Only three hours. So you're blown backwards. You can still see the ship. 
So that's five hours to get to the ship now. You can see it. Everyone's like, oh, thank God. Someone roll me the d20 for the mental effect of the psychic winds. Okay. I'll roll it on the table. Ken is rolling it, we'll say. Mm. All right. <laughs> this isn't a this wasn't a bad one either. So it's just this is just more comedic based on the environment. Uh, Druck and Kenna both fall unconscious for one minute, just floating <laughs> unconscious. <laughs> what did the uh, yeah the burnout sir? <laughs> All right, I'm gonna erupt. Uh... So everyone else is kind of like you did, because they're unconscious. You would have to pull them with you, but it's only for a minute. So, Dax just if if Druck would have us by the scruff of his neck, that's Dax just kind of like gently grab it and just instantly awakes as soon as you touch him. Sorry, Druck, you um passed out for a moment. So did I. That's not kind of Dax either. So did I. Yeehaw, so did I. Dax, if that happens again, uh, do not. Let me that sleep. reminded me of uh, my mother. So what? Please don't. Grabbing him by the scruff of his neck. I thought you meant. I thought you meant suddenly and and inexplicably passing out. No. That makes more sense. <laughs> My brother used to drink a lot. Um, yeah. Just don't grab me there. Apologies, Druck. I will not shoot again. I meant nothing. I'm sorry. It's alright. Thank you. Thanks for not leaving me. Why would we ever leave you, Druck? You're part of this family. No. Mm -mm. Did you say family? Because Brittany's making family jokes. Um, after three hours, because in my notes it's every three hours, but I've been being lenient on it. Psychic wind check, please. Someone only percentile dice. Vin Diesel. <laughs> You're not a family! And then, yeah, here we go. Vin Diesel check. Five two. Five two. Okay. No more psychic winds. You get to the ship again. All right. Well, plunk it down. Let's get going. Yes. So you get back to the ship. The doors open to the bridge the mind flares are like you were gone a long time yes it was a harrowing time was it dangerous Bit I would say so breezy ah uh, the psychic winds we should have warned you about those our apologies oh wait Ven knew about them never mind You have the helm. We were as tissue paper in the psychic winds, but we have come back victorious. Do you ever feel 
<laughs> Can't sing the song because we'll get copyright notice. Um, okay, uh, they see Ven kind of just floating. <laughs> I didn't touch the orbs. That's wise. Uh, let's attach the chair, please. Where, where does it need to go? Where it broke off, here. Oh, all right, just floated it over. Okay, Modoc style. Um, <laughs> oh, man, that's so fun. Um, I really want to... Um, yeah. As the chair is set back into its place on the bridge, the room and constellations were to life. A dome springs to life around the vessel, a fresh, clean air. As this happens, the gravity in the ship writes itself completely. And then... You're no longer floating. <laughs> uh, the mind flayers then take their position around the chair <clears throat> with Sven Chen uh, taking a seat into the chair as their eyes go the same color as the orbs that surround the chair that now begin to glow a dull blue. We thank you for our aid. Uh, for your aid. We'll drop you off somewhere or else you'll be coming with us and we can't promise your safety with our master. Where are you going? Elsewhere. Read his mind. <laughs> you can do it. Okay, yeah, can can Dax do that extension? Yeah. Where are they going? You can't make sense of it. You see something deep, 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 deep underground and a massive colony of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of mind flayers. And a massive, uh, massive elder brain floating <laughs> in a brine pool, wearing a crown of dead illithids. Oh. Oh! Oh! But no uh, idea where exactly, just that's where they're going. And just while she's doing that, the other thing is she's trying to just suss out quick if they mean any harm. I can sense you're in my mind. Y yes, and I want to know if you mean to hurt anything on Coral Cove. You do not detect any ill intentions from this mind flayer. Do not harm Thranazart in any capacity. I don't know who Thranazart is. Well, you've read my mind. But I don't know who they are. More and more organic systems in this ship begin coming back to life, and a loud reverberation roars through the ship with a deep rumbling noise. Where should I take you? Drop you off. Dax is going to turn to Ven first and be like, should we do Coral Cove or should we do to where your uh, headmaster is in an ideal city? What about your family, Ven? You wanted to make sure they were okay with that fishing boat. I, I'm a little, I'm a little out, of, uh, out of the loop on what exactly the to-do list was. Uh, I kind of zoned out for a few uh, weeks. Well, the the uh, shit, what's the name of it? Started with a V. The Varan Moor? The, the, North, the... Varan Moor? Yeah, there, mm -hmm. there was a place that uh, we could just go around with a dragon that was blocking off the path. Yeah, you wanted to just deal with the incident with the fishing boats being uh, harassed because your parents lived there. Yes. That would be nice. That was, I believe, the next... Because we accepted that mission, I remember. I will take you all to Varanmore. Okay. Anyone looking outside the windows to see like what's happening? 
Absolutely. Oh. There's a lurch, and the ship <laughs> is flying through this, what looks like a tunnel of colors that are just flying past the windows. Um, definitely in a place, this is a place that none of you recognize. It's just a whirl of colors, and in the distance you can see like floating spheres of rock and other stuff. Black planets! Uh, and then the ship lurches again, and it's soaring over the continent of Anundial through the clouds, just towards Varanbor. And it lands at the docks of Varanmore over the water briefly. And Svenchen's like, I have brought you here. The people are staring at the vessel. Druk's already on his way out. He's like, okay. he's getting the fuck right. out of this. Back thing. down to the very bottom. Thank you for your aid, everyone. Ven, Dax, Druk, Coin, Kenna, thank you. Thank you for getting us out of there. Oh, we did promise we would give you something we found for your aid. Uh, yes, yes, you did. Where is it? Where is it? Where? Where is it, guys? <laughs> Where's? Um. Dang it! I had it here somewhere. Where are the stones? <laughs> All right. Ven, you've seen blunderbuss. You've seen uh, like flintlock pistols before. Mm -hmm. Firearms are pretty common in my world. This doesn't look like a flintlock pistol. It looks more alien and like weird. Okay. It looks like it looks like a pistol, but it's sleek and chitinous. Uh, it looks it's purple chitinous, and it looks like it's a flintlock pistol. That we found this aboard the ship. Our my our Illithid of old would use these when they would come into conflict in beyond this world. Uh, we well, feel like you that. would have the best use of this based on your intelligence. Oh. This is a gun is a laser <laughs> is a laser pistol a lesser pistol yep mind flares use these in their space vessels yep, so yep. they hand you one it takes intelligent you're not used to using it but we imagine if you succeeded on enough intelligence checks you could use it proficiently and know how to use it i see well thank you once the 50 shots have been used it is no longer usable. Mm -hmm. And then may add a laser pistol to your equipment. Okay. Fuck <laughs> yeah, boy. Yep. So you said you said intelligence, like, but does it still use like dexterity to attack? Yeah. Uh, the intelligence checks are mechanics on how to how to figure out how to use alien weaponry. Mm. Uh, and if you succeed on it numerous amounts of times, you don't have to make those anymore. If you fail on a check on an intelligence check to use the pistol. A shot is used, but it doesn't fire. 
I see. Um, yeah. Once I've in the in the eventual future that I have uh, potentially mastered such a thing, would I be able to teach another person how to use it? Yes. Okay. So uh, I'll learn how to. Use... I would say based on their intelligence score, how easily they I can see. grasp it. If their intelligence, say, if can... their intelligence is like, we'll say, less than ten, no. No, I was gonna say I, I was gonna give it to Druk. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't seem like Druk would be the best at grasping it. Oh yeah, okay. But if oh, if you once you once you get the right amount of checks to figure it out, then you would become proficient in this weapon. I see. All right. It does three d six radiant damage. Yeah. Range of forty slash one twenty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once all fifty shots are used, it's done. But you have a crab, like a purple crab-looking laser pistol because. Illithid technology. Mm -hmm. It's the good shit. Well, thank you very much. Good luck. You as well. I hope we don't see each other ever again. I hope so as well. Please get off our ship now. Before we go, Svenshin, yes. and like going, is this link to the hive oh. going to? And that telepath tele telepathy is no longer in effect. Oh, thank God. Anything I should know about Ilyorn before I go? About the who? One you follow? The one you follow? Yubalike? Yubalike? You're not an Illithid, so no. You would not understand his majesty. <laughs> we could teach, we could show you his majesty, however, if you come with us. If I wanted to take you up on that in the future, how would I contact you? You won't. I think I'm going to have to pass for the present moment. Alright, leave now. Excellent. Okay. As you all leave the Nautiloid, and you can see people on the docks of Ranmore just like, what the fuck is that? It lifts up into the air and just jets off and kind of gets erupted in like a tear. It kind of puts a tear in the sky, flies through, and the tear closes. And you're all standing on the docks of Ranmore, and that's where we're going to take a break. Ugh. Van has a laser pistol. A lasser, or a, a, lasser. a lasser, a lasser pistol. So, you all disembark the Nautiloid on the docks of Varanmoor. As it jettisons off and towards the sky, people had gathered on the docks to do their daily wares of fishing. Well, not really, because the fishing has kind of stopped. But people on the docks kind of just look frozen. In the distance, you can hear. As Crown's guards start to just race towards the docks, weapons drawn. <laughs> that makes sense. I'm gonna turn around and start pretending to look off in the direction like a bystander. The guards show up. What happened here? Anyone see what? As some sort of large vessel appeared out of nowhere and then jettisoned off towards the sky, covered in tentacles. Mm -hmm. I saw that too. And they'll kind of like look at the people who disembarked it. 
they got off of it. Snitch. <laughs> so the guards turn their weapons on all of you. You know when you point a finger at someone, there are always, you know, three fingers pointing back. Silence! <laughs> what do you all know? Why were you on... Whatever that was. It was oh, we were trapped. We were trapped and managed to escape. Persuasion check. Not deception, because you're not lying. You're just trying to persuade him, because what the fuck just happened? Mm -hmm. Can you cast guidance? Oh, yeah, guidance. Oh, okay. <laughs> that makes a difference. Uh, 15. Right. No funny business. Mm -hmm. A lot of weird stuff's been happening. Sort of. I've heard. Yes. Alright. Well, we're going to have to report this to the Anundial Trading Company, because they run things around here, sort of. So, mm -hmm. good to know. And all the Crowns Guard disperse. All the people in the docks disperse a little bit. And you're left alone on the docks, with no fishing boats out on the ocean. Hi, Mrs. Thompson. Oh, hello, Ven. <laughs> It's been a while since I've seen you. Good to see you. How were the turnips? They all died. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. It's fine. Rabbits. Pesky. Oh, oh yes. I, uh, I could take care of that. I already took care of them. I snapped their necks, and now they're my dinner for tonight. Oh, so the turnips, the turnips being gone was recent. Well, they lasted quite a while. Yes. It was this last night they were eaten. Oh, all right. Well, are you here to good, see your good. parents? Yes, yes. They're a little. Well, all of us here, you know, we rely on the ocean. Just right towards this long expanse of mm -hmm. ocean, but in the distance you can see land masses of the other two countries that make up this continent. Um, no one's really been sailing. Yes, uh, we. I'm actually with uh, my my companions here, and we uh, took a job to help with that. Oh, hello. I'm Mrs. Thompson. We are the Faust and the Furious. Oh. Okay. Strike those. Um. Okay. You all see a very dominant fishing town and port that rests on the Anundial Ocean. Uh, it definitely looks like it's a hub of trade and importing of various foods and spices. You can tell it's, it's a huge, like, Im their main business is fishing and importation, importing. Um, but none of that's really happening because the contract said no one's going out on the ocean because of what's happening in it. Mm -hmm. um, you can smell salty air on the breeze and the sound of ocean birds. Uh, the forest surrounding the settlement is a dense rainforest like a like not a tropical rainforest but yeah uh and it is populated with as you can see just colorful vegetation and a bunch of stuff uh the town itself is very modern looking lots of stone and steel together with some steam powered machinery here and there um the port of Varanmoor is massive and can hold as many as 30 large ships at any given time and the port is split up into nearly 40 different docks where merchant stalls are set up and among other small businesses Big old port town. Well, everyone, uh, this is where I grew up. 
like nice place. Very bountiful. There's so much uh, uh, water. This you grew up so close to the ocean. Uh, yes. Cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Will your parents be happy to see you? Uh, yeah, yes, yes, presumably. Um, would you like to? What time of day is it actually? Uh, two p.m. Okay. The same time. Yeah. We can go and yeah, the same time as you went down into the colony. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we can uh, perhaps go and uh, find out more about the contract, and then perhaps go see my family for dinner. Yes. Sounds good. Since it's been a hot minute, the contract was given by the fishermen aboard the Salty Prince. Sam or Ven would know that the Salty Prince is a squid fishing boat here in Varanmore. And you can see it currently docked. Because no one's working. Uh, there's the ship right over there. And you know the captain's name is Marcus. M-A-R-K-U-S. Shall we? Yes. Alright, Lead the way over to the Salty Prince. All right, sitting on the... It's a one-deck ship, fishing boat. Uh, standard, like, with the lower deck for storage. Sitting out on in the crow's nest, sitting in the crow's nest, up at the crow's nest, uh, is a <laughs> halfling man who's drunk as a skunk. Uh, empty bottles kind of all over the bottom of the ship. And he goes, Hey, it's Venom! Venom! Hello. What are you doing around here, you son of a bitch? Um, I've uh, come to. Uh, well, I'm an adventurer now, I suppose. And, oh, uh, what happened at the temple? Long story. Um, well, school. Also, long story. Anyway, um. Welcome. The. Thank you. Uh, we're oh. here about the contract. Oh, right. Oh. Uh, He's gonna like start to like descend down the crow's nest. Mm -hmm. Makes it. He makes about halfway down and then slips. Feather <clears throat> oh! fall. Okay. Uh... <laughs> okay. Mark it off. And yep. he's like, oh, huh. Looks around. Picks up the bottle that he dropped. <laughs> oh, I ship for the contract. Yeah. Uh, uh, yes. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, as you know, probably, uh, we may have some issues fishing. Yes, I've, uh, I've heard. Being on the ocean. People, myself included, have uh, been terrorized by this massive beast in the water with lots of eyes and a really big fin. Hmm. Of eyes. Like 30 eyes, I think it was. 30 eyes. Oh, I lost count. <laughs> that is far too many eyes. And as you know, I sail alone. I work alone. Mm -hmm. So if you're interested, I can take you out right now and we can deal with it. 
Perhaps first thing in the morning when I we've sail, had some time to I prepare? S- oh, of course. I was going to say, I sail better drunk anyway. All right. Okay. Is there anyone else who has, is there anyone else who's, who's, who's seen the creature? Uh, other sailors, other fisher, fisher, fisher folk. Why don't we meet here uh, tomorrow morning? And we oh. can sail out and go deal with the creature. Okay. 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 This is good to see you, Van. You as well. You as well. Glad to see you're you're doing all right. The happiness is key. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> Looks at everybody else. Hello. Goodbye. And he walks back and climbs back up into the crow's nest. All right. Well, that was quicker than anticipated. Mm. Yes. Seems we got all of the information except for where it was. I then just turns and gestures in the direction of the ocean. I'll tell you where I saw it tomorrow. Perfect. Perfect. Swallow it down. Don't don't show them that you're weak. Oh, oh dear. And then passes out. (laughs) Oh, my. Okay. (laughs) At the top of a crow's nest, in a sort of tropical climate. So Not really tropical. Not really tropical. Um... And it, and then you'd remember it kind of, yeah, it kind of rains here a lot because of the rainforest, mm-hmm. so it's just oh, constantly man. raining. That, that just reminds me of like the Pacific Northwest rainforests, you know. That is what the Grand War is based on. Not like tropical. It's like, yeah, it's, yeah. that's very. Just so you guys have a good image in your mind. It's fucking beautiful. Yeah, British, <laughs> British, British Columbia is the same kind of uh, layout. So yeah. It's what it is. Uh, but yeah. Passes out top of his crow's nest. Leaving you all to your own devices in Ven's hometown. Alright, are we meeting your family then? Or asking them how they're doing? Is that next? Uh, yes, if you wouldn't mind. I can, I'm sure that uh, we can put together some a meal for everyone and uh, hospitality for the night and fanciest ready thing, but uh, we can make do. Uh, are, <clears throat> are you alright? Yes. Here? Oh, yeah, yes, of course. Uh, always with your home, good. I'm sorry? Always with your home, you feel good. Good things are good. I would say so. Yes. Hmm. He just stares off. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's go. I'll bring them to my house. All right. As you're walking down the roads, you see numerous 
mercenary-looking folk that seem to outnumber the Crown's Guard a bit. Uh, then you'd know they used to be the Anundial Trading Company mercenaries that the company mm -hmm. hires to get stuff done. Um, you pass, yeah, numerous shops. You pass uh, an inn. Mostly shipwright, mostly, like, seafaring businesses here. Not a lot of, like, you know, stuff that doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, and eventually you can kind of find your way into the sort of district where everyone sort of makes their homes. And if you feel up to it, then you can describe what the house looks like, if you would like. Um, yeah, it's a, it's probably a fairly, uh, fairly small, not like tiny, like cottage sized house, uh, with uh probably like racks with like fishing nets set up for like the need to be repaired and things and sails and just random bits of things that would be on like a fishing vessel just like kind of strewn about like a side yard just in need of fixing a repair or putting back together um painted vibrant painted vibrant colors but like clearly you know there's a couple places where the paint is chipping away so it's it's an older house you know it's a family home um, and probably pretty close to the, relatively close to the water as well. Uh, kind of with a, with a porch that looks out and over, overlooks the direction of the coast. All right. I send you a very important question. Pretty. I send you a very important response. Huh. Yep. Mm -hmm. Been a hot minute. Yeah. That would have been awkward. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> All right. Yep. You get up to the house. Uh, knock on the door. All right. Uh, coming. Just a minute. And door swings open. And standing there, you all see a very tall... Uh, straight-backed tiefling with emerald skin and golden eyes uh, with a pair of long straight horns like that of an ibex that kind of sweep up and back from this woman's forehead. She sees Ven and just instantly just, Ven! Oh. oh, hello, Mom. Surprise! Um, what are you doing? I thought you were going to be at the temple. Didn't I write to you? I thought I wrote to you. Maybe, about yeah, I must the, have misplaced it. Yes. Right. Uh, how was this? Yes. Uh, well, some things have happened. Um, I I uh, thought I, it was about time I did some traveling. And long story short, I got mixed up in a few things. Nothing too dangerous, don't worry. But um, I seem to have found myself as an adventurer. Oh, um, please, uh, all of you come in. I see you've made friends. Yes, yeah, so these are my uh, friends and work colleagues as well, I suppose. Oh, we are, did uh, you we're... all work at the school as well? No, we're uh, an adventuring party together. Oh. Well, that's exciting. We all witnessed yes. uh, the same attempted murder, and then uh, we were put together to help solve that uh Murder slash attempted murder. Right. Uh, yes, please. All of you, come in. 
and one by one leads you into this sort of quaint little home. If Sam wants to describe the inside as well, go ahead. Um, I think uh, probably I'm, I'm going to say high ceiling based on the horns of the family. Uh, high ceiling with rafters and uh, probably like if you've ever been to like, like very coastal cottage in the decor, yeah. probably like a shit, you know, like the wheel of a ship that like broke off that like somebody salvaged and like cleaned up and hung up on a wall and like all those kind of like nautical themed decorations kind of spread around. Right. Uh, in the foyer, kind of in a secluded little area, you can see where a shrine is kept to Armathnin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's like, um, come, come. Uh, would any of you like some drink, something to drink? We have uh, lemonade. Um, lemonade. Some wine. Um, how long are you planning on staying? Uh, What was that? What oh, was that we, uh, we took on a contract in the we took on a contract in the area. Uh so when we complete that we will probably be on our way. Right. Van, how long are you planning on staying? Well, um we've got a a, a job to do, but um at least for the night, and then it will depends on how long it takes us to complete the contract we're here for. Would that be the beast that's been terrorizing the people who work? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's dangerous. Yes, well, we've, uh, we, we're a, a qualified adventuring party. We've, uh, Got quite a bit of adventuring behind us at this point, so we've uh, we're 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 well suited to take care of this with this job. All right. Well, everyone, let's uh, we can just sit in the uh, back room. It kind of overlooks the docks and the ocean, and we can have some drinks and talk and catch up. Your friends may join, obviously. Oh, that's uh, come this way, this way. And you're all led out to a room overlooking the ocean and docks. It's a typical sunroom. A table made of, like, looks like it's been cobbled together from driftwood and pieces of ships. It's a, a lot big... of, a lot of, I was going to say, probably a lot of, like, either secondhand or, like, pieced together, repurposed so, stuff for the furniture and decor. All of this sounds like, uh, uh, like an identical but different dimension from like Swamp Peak. That's when it comes to like like Swamp Peak is like like moody and dreary and this and this place is kind of has the similar like forested type situation, but it's got just oh. Really awesome. Am I skipping around? Oh, yeah. What's going on? Is, yeah, am yeah, I you are. lagging? Oh yeah. Okay. But well, we got the gist of it. Yeah. Uh and on one of the walls kind of uh overlooking the head position of the table, you could say, 
uh, where mm -hmm. Ven's mom currently takes a seat, there is a oil painting of what looks like a younger Ven, maybe like 12, 13. Um, Ven's mother, and a fairly short, broad-shouldered, uh, deep red-skinned tiefling with silver hair and uh, horns like a ram's with red eyes. Does the painting of younger Ven have horns? Why will it Sam decide? Yeah. So we can probably yeah yeah yeah. So I'm trying to map when I'm like now thinking when when did this uh, shaving them down start? Oh uh, yeah. I think um, I've asked you about he, it in character. I think. Yeah yeah yeah. Uh, so yeah, Ven Ven would have. Ven, poor, Ven's young young self portrait probably would have the actual the full horns, which I think that if I remember correctly, Ven's horns take after his mother. Yes. Yeah. The very the very long and Ven, sloping back ones. Ven has the same emerald skin and golden eyes. Mm -hmm. Yep. yep. Yeah. And which yep. looking at looking at Ven's mom walking around like I'm like she moves very gracefully through yeah. the house, but you can definitely see where like a solid like foot and a half of horn sticks off the back of her head. Mm -hmm. And uh, young Ven, in his life, it's just, a, you can tell, it's just a practical thing for why he shaves them down, because, like, going yeah. around, like, inside places would be knocking stuff off shelves. Um, she brings everybody lemonade. Oh, how is the, uh, how is the fishing business been going? Um, not great for the last month or so, based on the incidents um whatever is in that ocean has been attacking boats um and i've you know we've hired help i've hired help to aid in the fishing because uh, you know ever since your father um not my forte <laughs> uh with the mm -hmm. sailing and the fishing um but i've been making do by um catching small fish off just off the docks with the nets and whatnot and butchering and salting those and selling those and I've made do but again things have been hard no one wants to sail off the coast right now mm -hmm. well we are going to fix that we're that's what we're here for well that's good to hear just just think of it as uh, the fish had plenty of time to repopulate and now there will be plenty of fish for everybody once yeah. once we take care of this that's very true. Unless the monster's been eating fish. But it can't possibly be eating that many fish. It's been eating people. That's an issue. Yeah, old, uh... <laughs> old tuber foot, you know, the uh, crotchety old neighbor we had. That I didn't make up on the spot. Uh, oh, it didn't get it didn't get him, did it? Uh, yeah, he was one of the first. Oh, oh. oh that's terrible. He saw it, and I guess he screamed out, you're going to need a bigger boat to the people that were on it with him, and he didn't make it. Well, that's, I'm, I'm very sorry to hear that. He was going deaf and blind, but he was a nice man. True, true. Though knowing him that... that... If he was going to go out, I imagine that uh, that's the sort of way he would, would have wanted to. Yes. 
But tell me about your adventures. What have you all? What have you gotten up to? Uh, well, um, our first adventure together, we were hired as sort of. I don't know if hired is the right deputized, forcibly deputized. Oh. Um, into uh, investigating um, a poisoning at the festival in Oatmeal oh, City. That one. You were that you, you you were the ones who were dealing with that. That's very interesting. Oh, was oh, the, the the news reach all the way over here uh, already? About the poisoning. Yes. You, you, well, yes, we we solved the case. We, that was our first adventure together. Wow. Prove innocence by solving murder. Mm-hmm. Turned out it was a rival... Was it a metery? Winery? Yeah, metery. Metery. It was a rival metery that uh, that had uh, yeah. poisoned the wine to yeah. sabotage. They, that was mentioned. Uh, I assume that's why uh, the one metery was shut down. Yes. Uh, yes, that's why. Wow. What else have you done? Uh, well, we, um, we we rid a town of a werewolf that was oh. uh, terrorizing it and blaming blaming the terrorization on uh, on a local pack of regular wolves. So that was we, we were able to help out a town there. Oh goodness! What else? What else have we done? Eat house. Right. There was a there was a town far to the west of here where guards were going missing, and we solved the case there. It was a uh, it was a mad sort of magical mishap. Um, it involved a an artifact gone awry, which I, we actually got to uh, I got to reconnect with the headmaster of the uh, oh. of the academy because he was uh, he was interested in it. That must have been nice. Uh, yes, yes, it was. Did you ask him about full time work? Well, um... That isn't as dangerous? It, it didn't really come... You know, I had full-time work before I left. Yes. But imagine working for him directly, then. Well, I, I suppose, yes. Mother, Think of the I prospects suppose. and benefits. Well, true, but this job has benefits as well. I get to see the world. That's you know, true. Explore a bit. That's true. Have you been making good money? Are you okay? Are you? Do you need anything? I, no, no, I've actually, I've been making fairly good money. I've been doing quite well for myself, yes. Well, I'm glad to hear Black. it. Yes. Platinum mines. Yes, we did, uh, we, we explored a platinum mine as well. Oh, the, the Geraldin mines or another one? Yes, yes. Oh. Uh, explored there and mined some platinum for my, uh, for my friend Coin here. Hello, Coin. nice to meet you. I'm Vilea. Uh, uh, hello, my name is Coin. Blessings of Bahamut. Young. Oh, you're a devout of Bahamut? You know who Bahamut is? Heard whispers. Whispers? Oh, Bahamut. Uh, words on the wind. But uh, my family and I were devout worshippers of Armathan and the Lord of the Dawn Life. Uh, you know, it's it, it takes... Uh, all shapes and forms, this uh, faith in deities. Of course. Mm -hmm. uh, then I assume you've heard about your old mentor at the temple? 
Yes, I, uh, yes, I heard, yes. That's wonderful, isn't it? Yes, it is. I'm, uh, it's, uh, very good for him, that, that promotion, yes. Um, oh, uh, where are my manners? I introduced you, I haven't introduced you to everybody else. Uh, this is, uh, this is Dax, and this is Druck, and this is Kenna. I'm so sorry, everyone, I got, right. I got so caught up in everything, I didn't introduce you. Nice to meet you all. Nice to meet you. I pray you've been keeping my van safe. It looks like you have been keeping him safe. Of course. And he has been... Dax, like, looks towards Ven. And, like, slight, like, smile for a second, but it drops really quick. Just has been spreading the good word of our mathmen like wildfire. Oh, that's wonderful, Ven. <clears throat> yeah, well, um, I, I, I do my best. Mm. Wildfire is a strange way to put it, but... It, it, it is, isn't Well, we, we, you know, uh, different different uh, cultural sayings. And, uh, uh, yeah, yes. Ben has saved us all many times. Oh, I don't know about many you should, times. You should be proud. I am. I'm always proud of my little Ven. My little Venny. Sometimes we used to call him Eggs Venny because he's just the sweetest. <clears throat> you must have so many good stories about Ven from his younger days. There's a few, but I wouldn't want to embarrass him. Um. I uh well so um. Thinking, just if I'm looking at the house and like thinking, like, if we stayed in the house, would it be like sleeping bags on the floor, basically? Uh, sort of. Okay. Unless you go into your. Ven has a bedroom. Well, yeah, they're guests. Ven would Ven would give give up his his bed for somebody. I mean, we probably got the couch, so. There's sofas. There's yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we could make two. Um I, w I was wondering uh since we're in town would we be able to have everyone uh stay the night here? Oh, of course. Yes. Why why spend the night at an inn? Oh, I didn't, uh, didn't want didn't want to didn't want to overcrowd or anything. Yes. No, uh yeah, I would love if it love it if you stayed. I don't even remember the last time you were home. It it has been a few Yes, yeah, how many years has it been? Uh, you, can message, you can message me that if you don't want everyone. I mean, let me remind I'm myself. Looking at your, I'm looking at what you sent me, and I think it's been a hot minute. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It has been a while. Yeah, it's been a real while, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, my quick question is, he never came back once he left for the Temple and Academy, right? Correct. So he was seventeen when he was last home. Yeah, it's been it's been fifteen years since Ben was home last. Oh, it's <laughs> been it's been so long, but uh, I appreciated the letters it, and everything. Yes, and uh, I really should make sure I come back and visit more often. Yes, um, oh, I'm just I'm so happy to see your home safe and you're safe in general. Your father would be um, very proud of your accomplishments. Um, 
can I can I uh, help you make dinner tonight? Oh, um, if you would like to, yes. Uh, it was going to be crabs and other assortments. I was going to do a huge sort of uh, fish stew for myself, but I can definitely uh, do some more for all of you. Uh, why don't I go? Uh, why don't I uh, run down to the market and I'll pick up some more uh, some more food to to add so we're not uh, pilfering your pantry. Uh, I I will go. Drux stands up. Uh, I I will go. Oh oh, thank you, Drux. All right, I guess your friend will go, and you and I can spend more some more time together. All right. Um... I, uh, the rest of you, you don't need to feel like you don't feel like you need to, uh, you know, um, feel like you need you need to stay here and make us bore you with our catching up. If you want to explore, walk around, relax, take a nap, anything you need to do, my home is your home. Correct. Uh, uh, do you want do you want some company where we plan? And a menu? Sure, yes. Okay. Alright, well then, um, the rest of you make yourselves comfortable uh, if you're going to stay inside. Uh, again, make yourselves comfortable. Um, you can look at. Um, then you can help me in the kitchen? Of course, of course. Thank oh. you, Miss Gallus. You're welcome. Thank you for helping. Hmm. Drunk wants to get out of there fast. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, then your mom heads towards the kitchen. Okay, yeah, I'll follow after. All right, what's everybody else doing? Drunk and Quine, I think, are going to the docks to buy food, so. Dax is going to... They haven't been here before. They're gonna see if there's a wayfair, wayfair, wayfair's guild here. There, okay. They're looking to see if they can get, if their parents sent her letters or anything. Okay, that's what they're looking for. All right. And uh, as they would have passed the little shrine of our Mathnin, they would have been like, like they would have respectfully said like a couple words under their breath. Okay. All right. Yeah, and on the shrine, there's like another little. Little tiny portrait of uh, Ven. Look what you assume is Ven's father in, on the shrine. And uh, I guess Kenna will go with you, Dex. Uh, so yeah, Coin and Druck, you leave Ven's house. And it's right on the docks, I think, from Ven, from your notes, Sam. Yep, right on the docks. Yep. The house is right there. Right on the docks. So all the stalls are there. Uh, Druk, yes. do you know anything about the in the, what we are expected to grab? Uh, we're supposed to get squid or octopus or something like that to try. Then suggested last time, but our latest experience soured that idea a little. You'd like to try something that does not remind you of mm, 
tentacles? I have not decided yet. A part of me wants to eat it out of spite. Like I am eating something similar to them. Uh, we will uh, go with whatever is available and makes you feel comfortable. Vern has a good family, yes. I, I suppose I don't understand why you would ask me. I don't know. Is, did it seem like nice, good? Uh, Ms. Kialis, she seemed very nice. She seemed like she loved her son. But I don't know why you would ask me about a family structure, as I have never uh, had a family structure that I personally have lived in? Have you? Uh, yes. Then you would probably be more of an authority on how families would... Uh, my experience is a little tainted. Uh, family died in famine. Mm. I'm sorry to hear that you lost your family. Horrible. Mm. Yes, but uh, it was not great. It was bad. Uh, so, food. Yes, we should look for food. Uh, sorry about bringing up parents. No, it's, uh, it's not so much... Uh, it, I, you might as well talk about elbows to me. For I know that they exist, but they do not um, affect my day-to-day -day life. I'm also not an authority on elbows. Like you, a parent. One doesn't have elbows, right? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Nor or knees. Just... <laughs> swings, a, swings a sword like like an action figure. Coin just walks around t posing. Oh my god! I look like Karate chop action. <laughs> Boom. Okay. Um, yeah, while the two of you are walk the 20 feet from Venn's house to the market stalls, you can see they're populated with nothing but seafood. Oh, wait, wait, wait what time of day is it? 
Uh, at this point, I'm saying probably f- 4 p.m. Okay. Oof, a doofa. We're not going to get good stuff. Nope. <laughs> well, especially the- since... Well, especially since they, they haven't been able to fish as much. Ooh, we're getting that three-eyeballed fish. Springfield <laughs> Reservoir fish. That's right. Hey, yeah. Yeah, you can peruse through the... There's numerous people trying to sell their wares. Not any, like, extravagant, delicious fish. It's mostly clams, oysters. Stuff you can do relatively close to shore. Octopus. Okay. Which you can you can catch some of those in like little tide pools. A lot of it also looks like stuff they gather from tide pools, like sea urchins and stuff like that. This what is what cool. is the fish I've never heard of? This fish, this red snapper. We don't got red snapper right now. We got urch. We got sea urchins, clams, oysters, mussels, barnacles, snails. Crabs, lobsters. Should we just get one of each? I don't know. What are you making? I don't know. I've not had much seafood. What is what is uh, what is a meal that is not difficult to make, but that someone who is having a reunion with their family? That they would want to make for them. Seafood stews, pretty common right now. All right, then we will take whatever will help us make the stew. Okay. Grabs like twenty clams, ten oysters, uh, an octopus. Yes. Uh, three. Uh, soft shell crabs, single lobster. All right, how how much? The lobster is the most expensive one. With everything, oysters are expensive. Crabs expensive. Some what? Fifty uh, twenty-five gold. All right. And he gives 25 gold. Mainly the lobster, the sea urchin, and the... Or not sea urchin, but the lobster and the crabs are that cover are mainly that. And you now have a big mesh bag full of seafood that is still alive. I'm guessing those prices are going to go down once we kill this sea, this sea yes, monster. probably. Coin with it slung over his back. Just barely hovering above the ground. Now <laughs> we have a, a bounty. I mean, the fact that the lobster is climbing up coins back is helping lift. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Should we get back then? Yeah. Yeah. This. All right. Dax, what are you doing around town? Dax would have been chit-chatting up with Kenna and just been like, you know, Ben's family does seem quite nice. Yeah, they do seem pretty great. Well, it was really nice seeing Ben's mother 
Just hug him at the door. Yeah. When was the last time you saw your parents? Well, my mom's dead, so if you count when I conjured the ghost of her in that astral sea pocket, uh, today? Hmm. Uh, I haven't seen my dad for a bit. I'll ask you some more questions about that once your om omnipotent present is back to yeah, uh, my players you here. on that. Nice, yeah. thanks. I just love the, just, when was the last time you've seen your parents? You ask the person who routinely summons the ghost of her dead mother. When was the last time you saw yours? It's been a couple of years. I've been living with Thranazart. Not as long as Van. Not as long as Van. Why do you think that is? Just been busy? I guess when you're at the academy, it's, it's, it's do they oh, have right. vacations? You probably can't leave that often, yeah. And he was, if he was working at the temple, I imagine he can't really leave the temple either. But even for holidays, why you knocked in? Wait, there's why knocked in this world? Yes. Yes. I imagine the temples get pretty busy around holidays, so hmm. more work for Van. Or as his mom calls him, Eggsveni. Eggsveni, oh my heart of hearts. That's canon, Sam. Deal with it. Um, yeah, I, <clears throat> yep. I'm giving you a good family dynamic this time around. Yeah, I know, right? Um. Yeah, I'm just watching from hell, like. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck is this? What? Parents can love you? Um. I really sitting down like changing the channel for, from the millions of people's lives in the world and just like ah, what, what, ah. um Kenna's like well where are you wanting to go Dax I wanted to see if my parents had finally returned my last letter I wrote them both each separately this time my father was talking about his new excursion into making wine and I'm I know, I know. When was I the last know. you checked when we right before we left Swamp Peak for the bog, right? I think so, but Well, it's we were technically only down in the bog for a few hours. I know, but it's still been a couple of days, can I? Not since you last checked, though. I'm worried about them, okay? Fair enough. Just trying just to, to just trying to remind you. I know, I know, and I am forgetful sometimes, but I'm more anxious for a reply, and also to see if, for some reason, my father did send us a bottle of wine to try. We could have it with dinner. True. A nice red would go great with a crab, I think. I have not much very good with seafood. Yeah. Well, does that mean you're looking for, like, one of the Wayfarers guilds? Yeah. Alright. You've been walking for, like, an hour or so, and we haven't found one. I don't think they have one. Well, at least we got to see the sights around town. Yeah, that's true. Have you seen any new, uh, animals? Seagulls. Oh, you can be a seagull now. Not right oh. now, no. No, but... You can be. That's going to be interesting. Maybe. And a shark, if that's what we're dealing with. 
Are you hoping it's a shark so you can turn into one? Who wouldn't if you could? I mean, yes, praise be Hodge, but... Don't know who that is. Doesn't exist in this world. Well, you think we should get back then? Probably. Hopefully, Ven... or... Exveni... Mm -hmm. isn't being suffocated too much by his mother. Yeah. Alright. Everyone eventually makes their way back to the house, getting there roughly at the same time, because, I mean... Yeah. Oh, Ven, I think your friends are back. You should go see if they need your help. Oh, yes, and I'll uh, get I'll get the, the beds and the sofas and things just uh, set up for them, just to make sure we all know who's going where. You can, you don't want, you sure you want one of your friends to sleep in your room? It's been untouched since you left. Well, I wouldn't want to, I, oh, I wouldn't want to, uh, uh, you know, take a bed while they have to sleep on the floor. We have sofas and well, true. I'll, I'll, I'll see what I'll see what uh, yes, I'll I see will what we can do. Continue prepping these animals and then go from there. All right. Uh, yeah, I'll go with okay. read everyone as they come back. Druck and Coin get there first. Coin carrying a massive bag of seafood, a mesh bag of seafood. Oh, ooh, ooh, very lovely. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. We asked what uh, what was good uh, reunion there for someone to have. Well, thank you. Um, here, uh, could you just uh, drop that off in the kitchen? Certainly. Uh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> go around like checking the furniture and getting extra blankets and stuff out of closets. Yeah. Everything and, is uh, relatively untouched since you were last here. Obviously things have been cleaned and maintained and dusted, but everything's mm -hmm. where, where it's been. Untouched. Unmoved. Everything's just been as is. Ooh. Yeah, I will uh, put everything... Yeah, I'll like set blankets out. I'll find like if there's like a love seat, I'll be like, well, a oh, coin yeah. can sleep there. <laughs> two cushions wide and then probably find like the biggest sofa and like an actual bed for Druck and Dax okay Druck can just roll up and be a big ball <laughs> of, of just, fur just go, anywhere essentially go full fur donut mm -hmm. mm. alright oh um your coin yes Alright, uh, let's see what you got there. Put the bag up. Oh, uh, here, hand me the bag. She dumps it out. Dump. Where you just get all the momentum. She dumps it out on the counter. She says, oh, you've got crabs, clams, oysters, a sea urchin in here somehow. Uh, lobster. Thank you. Do you, do you need me to... Yes. Do you need me to reimburse for this? Uh, you would have to talk to the cash man. And that is old uh, Dracoluck over there. You want me to start? Um, do I need to 
kills or no, no no i can handle that part they need to be dealt with in a specific manner um and cook to make sure everything is used and she just takes a knife and just starts stabbing the crabs on top of the head and then and then toss them in the pot takes the lobster same thing tosses it in the pot Checks to make, she's checking to make sure the clams and the mussels and the oysters and all of them are currently opened. Tosses them all in. The octopus, she dispatches too, and then puts it in. Starts to cut up the tentacles. Cuts up some potatoes. Tosses those in. Takes a cut up, cuts up some cobs of corn. Tosses those in. And then just goes, just starts dumping in spices and herbs and all those sorts of stuff um if you want coin you can eat coin you and your friend here can set the table i will certainly set the table yes and if you need help ask van he knows how to do it uh, a little bit like i'll help you do whatever but puts a plate in front of each chair. When I was training, I learned how to make soup in a helmet. Yeah. Okay. Don't forget to forget to put the tablecloth down first. Slide a chan check to see how well you can set up this dinner table. <laughs> Or I declare what I had. So I think I have a bonus to that. You do. Oh yeah, that's a that's a flirty twenty. All right, looks relatively set, not terrible. <laughs> anything, um, anything confirmed I can do for. And eventually, um. All right, everyone, it's dinner. Uh, wine, lemonade. I'm asking you all what you would like. Wine, oh, lemonade. Uh, uh, lemonade is, is, will be fine. Thank you. All right. Ven? Oh, I'll have some wine. Pours you a big, tall glass of red wine, because that goes real good with seafood. Or no, white goes better with seafood. Pours you a big, tall glass of white wine. Uh, coin? Uh, lemonade would be uh, perfect. You, you get a humanoid-sized glass of <laughs> lemonade. Comes in pints. Two hand, yeah, basically a pint of lemonade, two-hander. Uh, Druck, is it? What would you like? Wine or... Oh, you said lemonade. Um, Dex? Wine, please. A big glass of white wine for you and Kenna. And then uh, Ben's mom brings out this huge stew of seafood and starts spooling it into everyone's bowls. Uh, it's kind of like an orange color. It looks a lot like bisque. Oh, with interesting. With bits of seafood nice. kind of floating around in it and open shells of you know clams and oysters and all that kind of stuff. There's potato bits in it. And everyone's got like a little piece of hard bread kind of for dipping into the bisque. Well, everyone sit down and let's all hold hands. 
coin. You don't have to if you would don't like to. Don't you coin you. Coin. We'll make it special for you as well. Everyone, hold hands, please. Why? What is this? We're saying a prayer. Right. Before he joins. We, before we eat. Everyone's holding hands. Mm-hmm. And she goes, Just blessed be our Mathlin and Bahamut for giving us this lovely feast. Thank you for bringing Ven home safely. I pray you continue to do so. Breath of Bahamut gets everyone home. That's nice. Thank you, Coin. All right, everyone. Dig in. And that's where we're going to end the session for the week. And because y'all dealt with that nautiloid earlier than anticipated, (laughs) level up! Roll your hit dice. During that prayer, um, in their mind, Dax would have had, like, jokingly been like oh yeah and to Ubliak too as like jokingly but she would 100% would have done that would you say that were you saying that to anybody like like it like like in her mind because like she knows that's the thing that was all right doing nothing happens because okay but as a no joke she was just it. like yeah well you hit dice and then we'll end the stream Do we re-roll ones? I forget. Yes. Okay. Even if you roll another one, re-roll it. Yes! <laughs> kind and benevolent DM. Not Nate! <laughs> Fun fact, that is a house rule because that is nowhere in the books. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. Alright. Eight. Nice. That is awesome. And yeah, if you want to roll those on the d Beyond, you can just to ensure things are kosher. If not, it's totally I, cool. I also rolled an 8. Uh, nice. Good night, everybody. We'll be back here tomorrow with our extra planar campaign, A Neverending Dream. And then after tomorrow night, the games will be off until August 11th. So goodbye, everybody.